Remix, baby. I told her that I'm celibate, ain't fucking about a week. Sight, bitch, I lied. You can ride me to this beat. To this I hit her in the bins, we fucking all in the street. Bitch, I can't be your bad man. All red on, I'm slap man. Do numbers like a stat man. Can't trust you like a black man. Had some bumps in the road, I turned it to a flatland. Yo, bitch lit, all my bitches litter like a cat man. And my little mama, my robin, she fucked your guy and she Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. The One True King of the South, a.k.a. Schema A. Smith, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Playoff Diddy. Stop. You know what I'm saying? It's playoff. You know what I'm saying? Play, playoff Diddy. Um, I'm not having it. Yes, yes, you are. Actually, I don't have to have shit. I'm single, okay? I don't have to share my TV with not a soul. Guess what we watching in here? Whatever the fuck I want. Hello. Anyways. Since you already inter- interrupted my introduction, do you want to introduce yourself, nigga? <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, fine-ass bald-headed badass, if I do say so myself, a.k.a. Chakra Khan, a.k.a. Champagne Mommy, a.k.a. God, it's me, your girl, <laughs> again, a.k.a. that little baby who just wants peace. Calvin, what's up? The past week has been a doozy, but we got a praise report. Okay, you ready? All right. So this semester, I took um, a statistics class, and what would typically take twelve weeks to master, I had to get down in six. Which was, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, you're just gonna you know breeze through some of the coursework. No, 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 no. Condensed, like. 12 that, weeks of work in six weeks. And that, I am. That's that's what, yeah, that's what a sprint course will do to you, hell baby. Yeah, and I took stats during the summertime. My professor is amazing. I actually really fuck with her. And I am on week five of week six. And I have a B, I have a B average right now. <laughs> you know, we got, we're just holding steady, okay? We're going to hold a line. Shout out to my tutor, bro. Because there's no fucking way I'd be getting through this class without him. Like, he's been amazing, especially the lab portion of things. So I am just. You want to talk about grateful. The rest of my classes are going well. I actually had a meeting with my um, case study group for my organizational leadership class, and I love them. Like, we've already started to work on our paper, our leadership assessment paper together. Like, things, you know, on the home front for once, like, the boat is rocking steady. We're treading water. Like, I've got some feet up underneath me. Like, we're not in mayday mode. And I had this conversation with my therapist not too long ago about. I'm a very, like, I've had to learn how to navigate chaos for a while now. And now that, and it becomes, you kind of get accustomed to moving like that. And it's not necessarily healthy, but it's necessary. And now that I, it's peacetime, like, shit is cool. I'm okay. Like, of course, money could always be longer. Niggas could always act, act accordingly. Uh, of course. But, like, as long as the sky is blue, niggas gonna cut up. You can't spell lie without men. But like you just you just gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Madam, madam, I want you to tread very carefully because we have a guest. We do. We, we have do. a guest and and I need you to understand. Listen, I have been in the gym, I have been working out, I've been hitting my speed bag because I know that our guest is gonna come with the punches, okay? I know that this nigga has, like, even even our pre-production meeting, he was trying to get in my head. So I already know. I came prepared, okay? 
I came prepared. All right. So so we are we have being we're being a little rude. So we do have a guest. We and I want I want our guest to introduce himself. So my brother, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Number one. I just love the way that y'all pop y'all shit. So I'm definitely <laughs> I, I gotta introduce myself like y'all do. So Jeff Williams from Nat, aka J Will, aka Simba Jeff. <laughs> aka Rose Poppy, especially if you nasty. And definitely <laughs> aka Young Hefe in the building. What's up, y'all? How y'all living? Hey Jeff, how are you? What's, what's going on, brother? Man, honored to be um, here. Honored to be here. We are we are we are honored that, that we found the time, but you found I know, the time. Everybody did. And and, and and listen, so like y'all know, y'all know by now that we don't just have any Tom Dick or Jane up here with us we that if we we open our space this because this is our safe space right this is a safe space for me and Allie to be as authentically ourselves as we can without getting anyone in trouble because if you get jammed up don't mention my name please but you know every now and then we 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 open our safe space to 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 the realest of real niggas oh wow you know what i mean the realest of real niggas because everybody can't go everybody so we 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 appreciate you brother um and part of the reason we brought you on was because you are really out here doing some really dope shit and i feel like we just needed to we needed you to tell your story as far as like this dope shit that you're doing so people can understand it maybe maybe who may not understand it or may not be aware of it especially you know i'm saying here in the city so um you 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 have a company called be be nimble and and, and doing y'all doing some great work. So I'm I'm just gonna give you the floor real quick, give you the ISO, so you can kind of explain a little bit about as far as that that story is concerned. Absolutely. First off, I got to shout out Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I currently live in Dallas. I'm originally from Nat, but I feel like like post college, I had a career that started and and placed me in Cincinnati area, and I learned so much about myself, and then also my passion when I was in the city. So. When you think about being nimble, when you think about like my journey in general, like I gotta show love from Cincy. Like if I was Drake, I would have a song about like nine a.m. in Cincinnati, <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or like or like twelve a.m. in Newport. <laughs> you feel me? Like I, I'm li- listen, listen, like, or, or, or instead of instead of instead of lemon pepper freestyle, it's like Philly egg roll freestyle. Yeah, Philly egg roll freestyle at the mix. Shout out to the mix. Like no, shout out to the mix. That man. nigga said. It. Shout out to the Cincy Philly gang, egg. man. Shout out to Cincy gang. Shout out to Fairfield. Field. Shout out to the thrift shops in y'all city. Y'all got some amazing thrift shops. We have some bomb ass thrift shops. We really man. do. But I feel like you know. So you asked me really about like the company. So number one, I have a full-time job. So I work at Anheuser-Busch. I'm in the senior analytics role. But my passion, aside from that, is like leveraging these corporate experiences to help us as black people close the wealth gap. So taking, I call myself like a professional corporate trapper. So I take all the things that I've learned throughout my corporate career and I've leveraged that to like gain insights and and give back to our community. So. I was a mixy nigga. I'm not even gonna hold you. I love to party. I'm a very social person, but I've always been someone that has that loves it and has the best time when it's like attached to a cause. So when you think about be nimble in my foundation, it has this big hairy goal of basically closing the wealth gap by introducing and bringing our community access to technology, 
and then helping our entrepreneurs and black entrepreneurs leverage technology to scale and grow. And what it means to us, like at the end of the day, is like making sure that we're not left behind from a skill set perspective, like the jobs right. of the future. And then two, we got all these like creative ideas in our community. We got dope ass like entrepreneurs, even including ourselves, man. But like mm-hmm. we we leverage technology, we understand technology, but we're not using it in our businesses. Uh, and if we were, then it'll help our businesses go faster. You know what I mean? Like it'll help. It'll help right, us become right. more efficient and to help us scale. Because when you reach scale, essentially, before I get to the cool shit, when you reach scale, that's like a billion-dollar black-owned company, which means they're going to hire black-owned folks because typically people hire people that like themselves. Right. You have black yeah. executives. You know, you got investors that's like that's black. Now you're changing. You're changing a culture. You're changing a community. And ideally. Benoit Foundation kind of stands in that gap to help from the nonprofit side provide our community access to those educational resources, helping them get into these schools for free. But then we do like grants, we do pitch competitions, and we do various things to essentially help scale and get Black-owned businesses who have dope-ass ideas uh, to the next stage, which is like scale. So that's what Be Nimble is about. We've been around for 26, since 2016. And we have to get it out of the mud. So taking it back mm-hmm. to the social perspective, when you're a young organization, like they use this word bootstrap, uh, to like fund your business or fund a nonprofit. But I'm alpha. I went to IU, a very large party school. Um, and I've always loved bringing people together. So the way in which I want to fund my goal was like basically give our culture something that they needed socially. Uh, particularly black women, <laughs> what they were asking for, do it in a way, right? Like draw attention to our cause, but do it in a way that fit a social need. So back right. home in Indianapolis, it really wasn't any uh, galas and like just dope ass like events that leverage our culture and the way in which we, like our millennials and, and Gen Z engage, like was really like tapping into the culture. So like, I was like, well, shit, I'm gonna do that. And I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to use that while I have their attention, right? Like, hide, 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 the me- hide exactly. the medicine and the candy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, hide the medicine and the candy, and we're going to give all the proceeds back to uh, my organization and then also to the cause. So people know me around town oh, from Party Gras, and that, that's really what, what got us started. That's really dope. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. My go question is, and I think I'm just going to get like all the – important shit out the way before we really cut to the fuck shit. Lock in. Um, so my question would have to be in the climate that we live in and with parties, I know that this time last year, especially in like Columbus, uh, heavily affected by just parties wanting to solicit women because without women in your parties, there is no party, but not necessarily making sure that the environment that you're inviting us to is safe. So how is Party Ground doing that? So in the past, or, or are you talking about in 2020? So, well, no, tw- for 2020, because whatever the past is, is the past. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. moving forward, if there's, because I, when I started hearing about the event, I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. I've been hearing about it for a while. I've never heard about anything, you know, it being fuck shit or anybody moving anything um, crazy in particular. But 
with the, you know, I've kind of taken, if I'm not working, obviously, I've kind of taken a backseat with the kind of club environments because it's just not safe anymore. Absolutely. And especially not for women. 100%. Especially not for women. So when I hear that there's black men that are respected in the city and they want to do things and have women come out and step their best, yes, I'm enthused. I want to go. I want to throw on my shit. Listen, me and my girlfriend talk shit on. like shit. We miss, we absolutely miss coming to y'all parties, being overdressed and complaining. Like we miss, like <laughs> we miss feeling safe enough to do that in your environments, but it feels like you want us there, but you're not making it safe for us to be there. I got you. All right. So, so how is Party Girl kind of, how is Party Girl combating that? So, so number one, uh, so when you said safe, I initially thought about the pandemic. Um, but then I also understand oh. like the other side of that, like safety, like for women in general. So I didn't start this organization by myself. Like my cousin Kelly is the GOAT. And her resume, I mean, tapped in. Like, I can speak. We can have a whole podcast on, on Kelly. But the foundation I've built, and it was very important, uh, and one of my mentors told me, like, you can't be successful if you don't center and have black women a part of your shit. And that's something that I've done from the foundation. So when you think about safety and the way in which we target, market our audience, like, everything that we've built is around the safety of black women. There would be no party girl ball niggas don't do balls women do balls and because women do balls then men will come in and they will step their game up because they want to what have you so we build that and i allow women to lead and i listen to them with respect to like on our team which is 65 75 percent women right to essentially enable our events so when you talk about like building out events that safety that's safe for women it's because i'm allowing women to lead and tell us Right and inform the decisions that we make with respect to how we do our events. So that's at the core and that's at the foundation of our mission. Um, because I recognize the intersectionality, I recognize the importance of doing that and making women feel safe um, at our events. We would not be where we are if women didn't support us. Uh, the first garden party or party girl, uh, Calvin can attest to it. I mean, the ratio was three to one. It was like three, three or four to one. Like primarily, yeah, that it was. It was definitely, and like I was gonna, you know, because you threw that first party grawl, kind of like anytime you do the first of anything, it's a risk, yeah, right? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And, and and I think with that first one, that was when you had just you had just moved. I feel like, yeah, out of, I was out of like two. I was like a year and a half out out of uh, Cincinnati. I was in Dallas. But planning and programming right. back in Indianapolis, and so and so myself and a couple of uh, uh, the homies, we went and supported you because that's that's just how that's how I'm built. You know what I mean? As far Absolutely. as like, bless you, if if the, if, the, if if the homie's doing something and I can support it, I I can do it. Mm -hmm. And especially when, again, it's not only we we kicking it and having a good time and out out of town. But we also doing it for a good cause. Right. We're, we're we're helping give back. You know, doing we were partying with a purpose. That was the initial hashtag. Yep, yep. And that's, and that's the foundation. So, yeah. So literally, when, but when we stepped in, listen, like, and this is this is three four years ago. But when we stepped in, you could tell that like the women under they understood the assignment before <laughs> we was understanding the assignment. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And and. and and that even speaks to just the motivation behind everything is 
Dave Chappelle once said that if a nigga could get pussy in a cardboard box, man, <laughs> he would get pussy in a cardboard man, box. Man, let me tell you something. Because, listen, working in a nightclub has really opened up to my eyes that niggas will go to no limbs. Like, no limbs. None. For instance, this past Saturday, mind you, I am working. Sober. Okay. Working. It's maybe 1.30. And honestly, ethically, I'm not supposed, I would feel uncomfortable selling you an entire liter of liquor um, <laughs> after the club. That you, uh, that you can't, that you you can't, can't take finish it. it. You can't take it with you. And you can't finish Even that. though we used to, listen. We used to do some. We used to, do, we used to take it with us. <laughs> oh, I've absolutely walked out with my bottle. Have you lost we your mind? We used to take it with us. Like, what? It's mine, though. It's mine, mine, though. And if we don't, I didn't finish it. And so one of y'all bitches got a big bag. Let's go. Like, and no, honest, not in the club I work out, but I've absolutely walked out of a club out of town with a bottle in my hand. Like, with the spout. With the bar spout. With the bar spout. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. What the fuck? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face, please. But no, this guy literally. Buys a bottle. I sell him a bottle because he wouldn't get out of my face about it. Okay, run it. Fuck it. Why not? He leaves it on the table and he was just like, and I told him, I was like, hey, it's like two o'clock at this point. I say, hey, we getting ready. You know, they turn on the lights. It's time to go. He's not even halfway done with his bottle. It looked like he maybe have taken two shots. He's like, oh, that's yours now. Listen, if 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 the if the, if the, if the money on the floor, it's a flow money. I didn't I didn't finish the story though. I was just like, no, thank you. I, I can't even take it out of here. Like, it's fine. Also, niggas are dumb. Like, niggas are wild these days. I don't know what the fuck you put at the bottom of that bottle. I don't know what you, you know, I don't know what the fuck. And you know, I at least got some cash on me. I just, you know, I'm working. So like, you don't, you don't know. Like, you know that I got cash on me and you know, it's 2.30 at night. Ain't nobody, everybody's that could be looking for me is asleep. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. But I was just like, no, baby, you got it. Like, I'm cool. Like, you know, maybe next time. Like. I flip my way in and out of situations all the time. Like, say, say in and out. In and out, okay? So, this man was just like, well, shit. It was either you take the bottle or I'll take you home. <laughs> like, listen, we, that, that, that escalated quickly. Is this a threat? I, I don't know. Like I said, I like talking to y'all before. I don't miss this shit. I don't miss it at all. I really be like, damn, I can go home. All my shit's at home. I like it here. Like, you know, I'm so cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. So cool. Um, our events are really tailored. Like, there are elements of the club that work, like VIP, the music, right? Like, For those sure. are things that we take. But we we really try to like. <gasps> We really try to do events, yo. We're not. We're not trying to. We're not trying to. This is yeah. not a night out of the club, because the challenge is, especially in big cities and like cities like Cincy and that, it's very important that we're doing like those weekly like things right. to, to give people options. We're not trying to do this every week. You get you get garden party. This is our first one. You get that one time a year. You get party girl one time a year. We want things that people look forward to. So you got the regular stuff that you can always do, and then you got this one night only. I'm from out of town. Like, that is the mode. So we take that to, we blow that experience out. Like, it's the Black Mega. It's like, if you're, if you're not, like, in the Rock Nation crew, then you can't go to the Rock Nation brunch. But we do that at a small scale, right? And you will have celebrities that'll be there. You will have all of that, and you have access to it. What does that even look like? It doesn't look like a night in the club. 
So we no. reimagine what your experience out looks like. And it's a and I'm excited for that because we we do do a lot of like fussing and messing about when it comes to like the club experience. Like I can we complain about it all the time and especially Cincinnati. It kind of gets repetitive and you want do want something to look forward to. You do want to step out. And honestly, I hate it when I know for a fact people be like, well, shit, I ain't going nowhere but such and such. I ain't got to put on nothing special. I never think about shit like that. I I always imagine that I'm going to get hit by a bus. I'm going to look good on my way out. Like that's, that's kind of my thing about it. Yeah, but I'd like to see people. On. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just always just leave with that and wanting, giving people a reason to like, guys, like go get a suit, go get some tailor done, go get your hair done. Like go, you have a reason to go put something on. So I love stuff like this. Super excited. And if, if we're talking about, like we're talking about like nightlife, right? Like we're in, a, you know, what I'm saying. So it's like we know party girl, garden party. It's it's most singular events, right? And and also in these cities like Cincinnati, Nap, you know, the kind of the midwestern, it's not Chicago division, right? Where it's a double edged sword. So it's like not only do a lot of our people you know, tur- turn their nose up at, like, paying cover, right? It's like, I'm not paying cover here. Right. I'm also, I'm, I'm one of them niggas, because it's like, I'm not paying. But it's also, it's like, if it's something new, it, 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 it's also met with some level of trepidation. Like, I, like, I put it like this, right? I remember, and I'm not going to name names, and this ain't, and this ain't even, <laughs> this ain't even, this ain't, this isn't now, even. Calvin. I mean, you're so not going to talk early this, in the so. podcast to get messy. No, but here's the thing, because it's just not even it, about. Just say it. I mean, it's probably not even. Up yeah, message. you can say the names because I because they're probably doing well now. I put it get like, jammed up, and I put it like this, right? You can so I my remember. Name. Ain't nobody gonna check me. <laughs> oh. I'll put it like this, and I remember. I remember when Privilege first opened oh. in, in Cincinnati, right? I remember. Listen, y'all told me to mention names. I was going to try to keep it cute. I remember when Privilege first opened and, like, the type of crowd that Privilege <laughs> Just wanted to get. don't live here. <laughs> Where's Privilege Who? at? Where's it at? So. Where's it at? It's, it's, it's that, downtown. Downtown. Like, um, what did it used to be? <laughs> you remember where Tina's was? It's on the opposite side. Tina's, of I miss Tina's. Tina's. We all Tina's. miss Tina's. Tina's. We Tina's all exists. miss Tina's, okay? Tina's. Tina's closed now, bro. Damn. Tina's is closed. So where's the the weekday, like, we don't have We don't have a cheers, bro. We don't have a cheers. There's no black cheers anymore? Damn. There's no black cheers anymore. Not because, yeah. They were trying to charge $15 for Hennessy. We said, fuck that. Like, the only only word that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you nakers. But nah, um, and the thing about Tina's before I get back to my story, it, depending on the night you went to Tina's, it could either be Ooh, the best night. It could it, it could be the best night, or you could go in there and, and feel like feel like niggas are getting ready to storm the Capitol. Because there's wow. a couple nights where you walk in on the wrong night and you like, Ooh, it's oh, it's it's real white in here tonight. Listen, there, there are some nights in Tina's where it was absolutely better than any function or like Tina's could easily be the pregame or the actual party. And then there are some times where you just know that like, OK, if niggas split up or get lost, find them at Tina's. Go grab them from yeah. Tina's. Or or t- one of my I think my favorites and fav- my favorite Tina's nights 
was when there was no set plan. Mm-hmm. So everyone just met at Tina's and we was going to figure out something. We was going to drink We called it home base. That's home base. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, like, all right, nigga, just, just meet at home base. Meet at Tina's. We'll, we'll figure, figure out. out. We'll figure out from there. And sometimes the figure it out was, oh, we're already drunk. Let's just, let's just we'll stay at Tina's. We'll stay here. Um, so I just remember, and I, this is no shade. I remember Privilege when it first opened. The Privilege first opened the weekend the NAACP National Convention was in, in Cincinnati. Ooh. That was their opening night. And so I remember we all pull up there suited and booted, you know what I'm saying, like ready to go, to, you know what I'm saying, dressed in the ninth, because that was how it was presented. We talked about marketing, right? That's how it was marketed to us. Like, we're going to do something <laughs> Niggas like that. walked into this hole in the wall. <laughs> but, and, 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 and I'm not even, and, and Privilege looked great. The problem with Privilege was twofold initially. A, their fucking air conditioning did not work. Oh, yeah, it was hot as shit in there. And when I tell you that they opened in the summer in Cincinnati, humid ass by the river, shaking that ass Cincinnati. In the summer. It felt York. like down in the valley where the girls get naked. <laughs> it's a real fucking And hot. you your air does not work. Nigga, and you want niggas to show up in suits. Mm-hmm. That math ain't mathing. And then the second thing was, you know, sometimes where people, instead of hiring bartenders, they just hire pretty girls who can pour drinks. Watch your mouth. All right, that's how you end up. That's how you end up losing buddy because they be poor. They heavy handed. Pretty girl, pretty girls is heavy handed. <laughs> you feel me? But Calvin, all your friends time. are heavy handed. All your no, friends no, are heavy handed. I'm not even. Day. I'm not even. I'm not even talking about the heavy end. I'm talking about like if you've never worked behind the bar, you don't know how to be a bartender as far as like the efficiency of. It. You're not. You're you're making one drink and 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 doing the entire process and do, starting again versus like taking a couple orders at the same time. Looking at the bar, see who's been waiting there for a little while. Like they were slow because they haven't been trained because the nigga hired them just because they were cute. But again, I get, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we talk shit about black businesses and don't give them a try. I give them yeah, a, a huge, I give them a huge effort. You gotta be patient. You gotta be patient. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so, and so, and so we, easy. we gotta, we gotta be patient. Yeah. And so, and so understanding that I am patient, right? Like, and a lot of us are patient. We keep giving them, we keep giving them tries, even though they don't fix this air conditioning for the entire summer, but we, 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 we try it out. And the problem, is, and my actual point is not even really about privilege, it's about the clientele, right? Privilege had to start loosening up its regulations in order to keep people in because their initial target audience was it was a state that they were. Yeah, not even necessarily, not even that, but also not necessarily like the ups, upscale prof, young professional. A is probably isn't going out every weekend. Not B, B. We the niggas who know the pregame because we'll show up to your bitch already drunk. And C, and C, we're not we're not necessarily the type to like you know to just blow money fast like that. You know what I mean? Because Actually, we got. I'm gonna pause you there because you always, young ahead, young professional black women with good jobs spend money like dope like dope boys. And y'all spend that how much money? Y'all spend that once a month, right? 
Y'all no. go to. <laughs> I know some of my bitches that be out every weekend. Every weekend, blow a bag. Every weekend, they got it. The way and it's the way not me to count. Brunch, the way y'all do brunch is disgusting. Y'all, I have absolutely brunch. dropped three hundred, four hundred dollars at brunch. I sure have. I believe it. Sure they, have. Dallas is and, 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 and niggas just be looking at them. I've been to like, Dallas brunch before. We've absolutely. Um, I visited Dallas once before. It was a good time. I had a really good time. That was the best brisket I think I've ever had in my life. And the problem with DC brunch is DC brunch start oh, at DC God. brunch start at one one p.m. and end at like midnight. <laughs> we didn't stop yeah. kicking it. We went from brunch and then oh, we went to the Luca spot and then we went to. And then we went to the Afti, and then we went to somebody. No, and we went to the hookah spot. Then we went to go hang out at somebody's house while we pre-gamed to go out. Brunch was literally like I think I was getting ready for brunch my birthday weekend, like noon. He was just like, "Just pack a pair of sneakers because you're not coming home." Yeah, that sounds like Dallas. All right. And so, and so, but so, but like, and talking with some of the people who, who owned and worked there, they had to kind of let that let. Start slacking a little bit where you wasn't letting niggas with hoodies in, now you are. Or like certain, certain, you wasn't letting a certain type of crowd in, but now you are because you need that money. Right. But the other part about it is this, right? So with that, you got to make, you got to roll with your punches. If you want to stay open, like, <laughs> hello, be nimble. You saw what I did there. Hey. Um, you have to, you have to learn how to roll with those kind of punches. So, him loosening up or loosening up the restrictions or the dress code, I understand. But I hate that. I don't even know how to put this, but I hate that with our people, dress code equates the level of behavior that's tolerated. Because if I tell you that you can't come in here, you got to look, act, and talk a certain way, there is a portion of assimilation that we're doing here that I think that we don't talk enough about. But at the same time, my nigga, I shouldn't have to tell you to put on three-piece suit to act like you got some damn sense. So yeah. I, I hate how that equates. I hate how that equates. We talk a lot about I hate niggas how that equates. Niggas were smoking in a spot that served fresh sushi. Like, the math didn't math. Like, you got, you yeah, got my nigga out here. I shouldn't have to tell you. But but maybe you do. And I think that the assumption part is my bad because maybe I do have to tell you that that's unacceptable here. Maybe I do have to tell you that, hey, bro, I can let you in with your snapback, but that doesn't mean act like you ain't got no motherfucking home training. But for our people, maybe it equates. Maybe if we tell you that it's casual, you forget that you still have home training. Uh, and I, I hate that. I the hate amount that. of risk we take based is, is typically, I think what we're wearing is also a factor in that. But you're right. Like, I think a part of it is respectability. Um, but when you dress and there's up, some respect- and you're in your stilettos, when you're in your punks, when you're in your Christian Lewis, you're in your Alexander McQueen's, when you're in, like, when you're really getting a fit off, you don't want to mess your fit off. When you're getting no, it off, you don't want to mess it up. So I think that that is like a marketing thing too. Um, but but hopefully we can I just saw I just matter. saw footage. But in the same breath, I just saw footage of niggas acting and literally coming from the hangar party at Newport in their suits and they're all white. They said <laughs> it's the what do they call these niggas? They called them like the gentlemen of Cincinnati is in there fighting. I was dead. Like, why? And I so at a certain point, right? And I, I think at a certain point, and them niggas was in suits. So it's like my guy. And I, but they they're also. And my point is, I think at a certain point, we let also the reputation of the establishment try to influence us 
in a certain way, right? Because yeah. yeah, some niggas was in suits, but them niggas was also at Newport. Yeah, and like we, and, you, that, you feel there, what I'm saying? So balance like, there. Um, and I think us with our experience and you know with doing events, I think that also is the onus and the responsibility is on. It, it's it's on the owners and promoters to communicate effectively. Um, and communicate that because I, I think our audience, when we are having conversations with them, as anybody who's creating, then they can be pretty empathetic, right? Like this yeah. night, this is what we own. This night is this, but do this. This is what we're trying to do. And I think if there's more transparency in the way in which nightlife in general is being handled, then I think it'll make it easier for us as well as the audience to like navigate. Navigate. Yeah, and, and and part of and part of that is, especially on the promoter side, they don't want to give up. They, they don't want to give up their secret sauce, right? You know what I mean? Because it's like people guard certain secrets or certain, you know, connections they have with different uh, venues, like with their life. You know, because because there's a there's a fear. Exactly, there's a fear of I don't want no one else to take my shit. But also. Mm. And I think my issue with that is this, as black people, you're, you're a lot of promoters, especially in this city, because of how not, not small, but it is small. You kind of shoot at the same fish in the same pond. So I feel like we can go a lot, a little bit further with collaboration. And I do understand that certain promoters bring out certain crowds, but I have seen the major promoters in this city on the same ticket, promoting this on the same event and it pop off successfully. So I understand giving the people options, but y'all are giving me options and they're all linear. Nobody's giving me a little bit of elevation. Nobody's giving me a little bit of casualty. Nobody's giving me, okay, this is a lounge. This is hookah. This is, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and then you got niggas who are just like, this is the club. Come here to club. You know what I'm saying? And, and, part, of, and part of that, I think, I think it's, it's weird because it's almost like a, ch- a chicken or egg crab in a barrel mentality because people are so, people are so afraid in, in cities like Cincinnati or Indianapolis or Cleveland, you know, that the, the community is already so small. If you split it further, then no party is going right. to, because they're, they're, afraid, they're afraid of that. Or especially during like a holiday weekend. Like you really do see how the crowd and the spit gets pop. I mean, this um, pot gets split during like a homecoming or during like a like a. This- if you wanna, if you wanna see how niggas' true feelings are, wait till that homecoming. Oh, yeah. you have seven different parties. And you got like, eight different parties in the city, and some of them are for like your eighteen and up. Some are from a twenty-five and up. Some are from alumni. Some man, there are three thousand different events going on, and it's like my nigga, if y'all all would just come together and say, "Look, this is the game plan." Motherfuckers would respect that. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's a lot. But anywho, Jeff, we're really excited for Garden Party. Um, we're excited to see how it works out. We are very, very- not you got them sneak peeks popping, bro, and the, sh- the shit look crazy. I ain't gonna hold you. Shit, oh, look shit looks crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was uh it was interesting. Um especially selling out something like that limited coming out of the pandemic in second. Oh yeah, talk, 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 yeah, talk about that a little bit because I'm listen. The, the, y'all shit turned into the sneakers app. Like <laughs> we were pissed. They were sold out. They were absolutely sold out. I was yeah, like, well, talk, and, and I know, and I know, I know. In 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 Indianapolis, you know, that caused a little bit of consternation to say, you know, say the least. But talk, you talk to us a little bit about like about that and that entire process and how and and how y'all kind of 
you know, handle that. Yeah, I think I think um, number one, it was bittersweet because we pride ourselves on giving our entire community access to events that they typically can't really attend. You don't have access to like upscale events in that capacity that's doing this, that like plays your music, et cetera, on a regular basis. So that's a niche that we had. And considering we were just coming from being outside, like we're inside, now we can be outside. It was important that we had, you know, we love to like let everybody go. But unfortunately, this is one of those events that we did. So once we got the amount, like our initial capacity based off of COVID and like regular regulations, it was like, all about like preparing to make it as fair as possible. Um, but overall, it's like, who gets to say that they sold out an event in seconds? Like, not too many events do that, especially, you know, um, that's given to a cause, like a positive cause. Like, this isn't a concert. This isn't like, this isn't sneakers. But we did this for an event where we're going to give away over $15,000 to people for their ideas. Not for their business, just for you have a dope idea, you can pitch in this competition, and grand prizes, such and such, all the other prizes is 25. Like, that's what we're doing it for, and it speaks to our journey. Because, Cal, you like, you went to the first Party Gras, and that was our main fundraiser, and it was 350, 400 people there in the JW Marriott. Fast forward, now we're selling 350, and like, <laughs> in a snap of a finger and it just shows the overall growth but it, I'm thankful and I'm honored that our community backs what we're doing socially as well as from our purpose enough to where they that they can be upset that they didn't get tickets for it even though that sounds weird but it's like damn like people are actually upset that they can't come to my event so I, I think that's you know kind of where I want to like leave that off uh, we did Garden Party because it was important for us as we scaled to have a summer event, a summer to to stay tapped in with our audience, to to build right. out our programs where we're supporting entrepreneurs in the summer and have and tie that to a summer fling uh, as a rallying call as well. Um, as we grow and we expand and our reach wants to expand, like then it's important that we also have additional like proceeds that we can play with. But then also that we get to touch more people because our programs typically accept like 10 businesses, like our workshops for the pitch. So now we have two. So now we have upwards of 20. Um, and, right. and that's and that's really the overall goal, man. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for Garden Party because, you know, like all of us, we see we we wait online to have to see how people get fits off at, at Rock Nation Brunch or we see the images of, of Boo. We see Polo Classic. We see the Derby even. And so many black people don't have an opportunity to have a, have access to that type of scale event. And it was us who was like, well, why not us? Indianapolis is the Circle City. It's literally in the middle of the Midwest. Um, it's very accessible to Chicago, Columbus, Cincinnati, Louisville, Lexington, St. Louis. St. Louis. Like, it's really smack dab in the middle. So we have an opportunity to rebuild, kind of like Indiana Black Expo did in Circle City Classic, but doing it in a way that aligns with our audience. And as we grow with them, so will the events evolve. So uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, uh, ratio is still going to be what it is. It's going to be way more women than men. Uh, we don't have to worry about drama. And I think that's a lot of reasons why people love our events, because it's like one night only. 
you don't have to worry about like a lot of riffraff. And when I'm saying riffraff is like the hustle and bustle that can where bottles is being broken and fights like we love our people. So we're not like it's so funny because the crew like we all got it like we're we've had both experiences like we either like from the hood, grew up in the hood and like grew to the suburbs or we've like had both. So we're not we're probably the most we're the probably the least respectable organization. But like caters to all crowds. So when we do these events, it's like, yo, we're just doing this for one night. Every other night, every other week of our events is like it doesn't have a dress code. This is the only like the Saturday event is the only one with a dress code. We want people to get put their shit on all week. Like, do you? But then on this day, this is like the Black Met Gala. This is like right. the Midwest Rock Nation brunch type shit. So just for this one day, you get to put that shit on. Um so yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about that. Y'all, y'all ask me questions. I <laughs> nah, it, it, yeah. Listen, nah, because we, I, I appreciate that passion, and I think, and I think I definitely appreciate it because you know we, we Midwest kids, and I think yeah. sometimes, and this is something I really actually wanted to talk about with you. Midwest got something that's kind of, but it's also like there's this, um, the stigma as far as like if you want to make it, you gotta leave. You gotta you gotta leave Cincinnati. You gotta leave Nat. You gotta leave the Midwest. I mean, a lot of the tech hubs is all over, all on the East Coast or the West Coast, and so it's just, you know trying to, you know, speak on like even that. Even though you went down to Texas, you never really left Nat. When yeah. you was in Cincinnati, you never really left Nat. You still was always super involved in the culture there, and just speaking really on like you can build some shit here and you ain't got to leave to get on. You ain't got to leave yeah. to make something out yourself. Yeah. Like, moving to Atlanta will not fix all your problems. Right, right. But, <laughs> but here's moving what to I'll D.C. Say. will. <laughs> what I'll say is this, though. Like, I think I encourage everybody to live outside of their, their city, at least for a moment. And I think it's important because for me, living in Dallas, living in Cincinnati, I got to see black people in a different light. I got to see us live different ways traveling to D.C. often, New York, and these places, it helped inform the types of things that I wanted to bring to that. Living away also creates distance between you uh, and your hometown. And I think I was able to program and like build these things boldly living in Dallas versus living specifically in, in Indianapolis because there was this distance. Like, I didn't, the doubt, the concern, the people asking, you know, all these mad questions and like being in your face, like, now you got to like get on Zoom. You got to text me because I'm not right there. And I think having that creative distance helps make programs and stuff dope. But like, I'll never forget my hometown. And I think to your point, um, black people in general, like our frame of reference growing up, many of us didn't travel often. So we only know what we see. And then you might be an imaginative or a creative kid and you have these ideas. Right. What happens when you actually can see them in play? And for me, like moving to Dallas, I got to see like the vision and the thoughts that I had and the things that I wanted to do. I got to actually see it in action to see that it was possible. So I take that to inform like my hometown, like, yo, like we can do this. And then seeing us do our events, seeing us give and cut like $20,000, $32,000 checks to black owned folks. And like, damn, like they're bringing out 2,500 people in February. I didn't even know that many black people was in that. It was like, well, you know, going back to what y'all were talking about earlier, what are you doing to tap in? Like, with that individual, like, 
Cincinnati, Indianapolis, these are towns that have so many transplants even. Yeah. That are looking for things to do mm-hmm. and they don't come out because the things don't appeal to them. So how are you connecting with them? And I think we found this niche where we can connect with the transplants who come from DC to work at Lilly, who come from DC to work at or Atlanta to work at Procter and Gamble, right? These places to say, all right, cool, like how do we keep them in our town? And I think the growth in yeah. our city and the appeal to where long term, you don't have to wait just for party gras or, you know, to come around for a dope ass brunch on Sunday. Like you'll have options. I ideal state is like Cincinnati. I mean it's like Dallas, Houston, DC, Atlanta, where every Saturday you actually have to make a choice. Like which spot am I going to today? It's not only one. Mm-hmm. There's enough space. There's abundance. There's enough opportunity for everybody to win. And giving people choices, it always is a bigger win for everyone. So that's I agree with that. I'm a girl that I define freedom and success is my options. How many options do I have? Yep. And when you, um, so for me, not even just that with my, my social life, but professionally and romantically and not, not romantically, that came out so bad. No, you, no, you was, you meant that shit. (laughs) No, I just, that's not the way I meant that. That's not, but like professionally and just in a lot of different aspects of my life, freedom for me always equates to options. And so when you, and you're absolutely right, when you give people the option to choose you, the payback and the reward for it does feel better. Absolutely. It does. But uh, this got real deep. So we finna cop into the bullshit. Um, Calvin, are you ready to put this week in rice? Chap, yes. Actually, no, real quick. Um, while, um, I want to take a second to remember Miss Brianna Taylor, who celebrated a birthday um, sometime last week. I wanted to also take a moment because around this time last year, we also had to um, say goodbye to Miss Alawalo Toyin Salu. She was a young lady who was protesting on behalf of um, George Floyd and just this time last year with a lot of the the influx of police killings and shootings that were going on. She was actually a young lady who, just to refresh everybody's memory, she was a young lady who actually lost her life because she was seeking refuge with the black man and he brutally attacked her and it ended up in her death. I don't want any trigger warnings on this episode, so I'm being very, very careful in how I describe the event. Um, I think that as, and I mention it because if and you've been paying attention, there's been a lot of, you know, I don't want to short be short-sighted in saying calling it victories because they are. There are steps in the right direction, especially with the George Floyd. Um, with not the George Floyd, um, excuse me, the George but Floyd. But Derek, Derek, Derek Chauvin's, Derek Chauvin. Thank you. Uh, Words getting, are hard. But getting convicted, yeah. Thank you. So as we celebrate that, I couldn't help but to realize that George Floyd was able to stay in the news because there were convictions, there were actions, there were repercussions, and something that gave us, we were able to follow that. These women, besides Breonna Taylor on my timeline, because I see her all the time, I think about her all the time, I think about both of these young ladies all the time um they're not in the news anymore we're not talking about them and when i hear say his name it kind of it takes away from the base of what say her name was about because black women and police brutality is not reported about because there are no repercussions so it it falls by the wayside so i wanted to take a moment to just tell them like 
put it on our minds and our hearts that these young women died for the same, protecting the same black men that put them in har- put her in harm's way for Miss Toyin. And then for Rihanna Taylor, she was asleep in her bed. She was minding her business. She, and as a black woman, the need to feel protected and honored and the need for safety is not optional. I have to feel that in my everyday life. And the, the, these specific cases, and this not, does not go against Sandra Bland and the other Black women that we've lost to the hands of police brutality. But these two cases hit me personally because when I think about Breonna Taylor, she was one of us. She wouldn't with my homegirl. She was at brunch just like I was. She was kicking it just like I was. She used filters. She would, I could honestly see Breonna Taylor fitting in with Beloved and Tanea and our other friend group. So her death kind of resonated with me because it was like, damn. It felt like losing a homegirl. And with Miss Toyin, it felt like if I'm not safest with the men that I'm protecting, then where am I safe with? And she lost her life to the same hands of, like, she was out there protesting against racial injustice for Black men. Specifically, it was the George Ford case. She was out there protesting, and she died in the hands of a Black man. It feels like a slap in the face. If, and it, it, that resonates with me because it's like, I'm raising a black son. I love black men. I'm going to marry a black man. I'm going to annoy and make a black man happy for the rest of his life one day. And I really can't wait for it. But like, will the same love that I want from black men be reciprocated? And not to get into the whole, y'all know I hate the oppression Olympics conversation. I hate that. But so I, I don't even want to get into it. But it just, I wanted to take a second to make sure that we still remember their names, we still honor these women, and we still never forget that they could have still been here. They should have still been here. 100%. So, rest easy, ladies. Rest, de- definitely rest easy. And that's, you know, you talked about being deep, but I think those are, like, very important conversations that we have, and it's an ongoing journey for, like, Black men um, to learn, like, the best ways to support and honor and uplift and protect black women. Um, we have a lot to learn. Uh, without even paying, you know, we talk about the oppression Olympics, like all that bullshit aside, like the goal should be for us to protect our women. The goal is for them to yeah. feel safe around us. And bad apples aside, the average Joe nigga, like the regular nigga, the Jeffs and the Calvins of the world can too do better. So, I mean, this isn't probably the time to talk about that, but that's something that's definitely on our heart and I'm sure on, on other men's heart is like, what are the ways that we can? And it's a journey and I and we all need to do better. I honestly will say this, and I think I'm blessed, that the Black men in my life, in my inner circle, the Black men that are directly connected to me, I know for a fact hold Black women in such high regard and high esteem and will give their life on behalf of the safety and the protection of the black women in their lives. And Calvin is one of those black men. And I'm blessed to say that I don't have no fuck nigga black men around me. I don't have no bitch made black men around me. And the ones they that that are, that have to be, that I may have to, I may have to deal with an encounter, they keep it real short. And even if it's because they know what type of time I'm on, they know what type of time the niggas that I call brother and father and and friend be on. So yeah. they keep it pushing. They keep it right on pushing. I'm not the yeah. one to play with. Play mm-hmm. with something safe, baby. Yeah, but so and, and, and those and women need to be protected too, right? The oil. Yeah, yeah. play and, with something and, safe, baby. 
and 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 to to wrap it up, right? I think oftentimes when 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 something isn't necessarily about you, but they but they direct it towards you, you you have a tendency to get defensive because you know you you know how you move, you know how you operate, you know how you you talk to, and it feels like that isn't. Okay, put it like this, right? So it's like, you know how you move, but in the grander scheme of things, you're still being talked to as if you move how everyone else moves. And it's a tendency to be defensive because you want to immediately be like, nah, that ain't it. Or like, that ain't me. You you know what I mean? Or, you know, we talk about intersectionality. It's similar to being a straight person. And, you know what I'm saying? They, They talking about like homophobia. And you're like, nah, like, Nah, 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 I ain't going or or, or, or being being a, a a white person and, and we're talking about racism and you, and certain things. You have a tendency to just get to, to get defensive because you know that doesn't that doesn't apply to you. But it's also it's like we're playing numbers or we're playing averages here. But this is also the thing. Yeah, let me let me let me let me let me finish, baby. Thank you. Go ahead, I, I'm sorry. Um, you're, you're playing laws of averages and you're playing numbers here. And, and the fact that the matter is, the numbers show. That even if it's a majority, that there's still too many examples and opportunities of the wrong thing happening, the wrong, the wrong nigga getting getting a hold of of of, of shorty, the shorty t- uh, turning down the wrong nigga, and, and and now her life is in jeopardy because of that. For 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 it to kind of for it to really matter about it about your individual actions and accomplishments, it's more, it's, it's, it's something that you have to take in as a, an, as an aggregate more so than an individual. I know you good. I know you good. It's like, okay, what can we do to make everything better? Right. And that, and that includes, it's one of those being things willing, where that includes being willing to sacrifice a lot in order to, to, to kind of make sure that the underrepresented and underserved is protected. But also, if you're a good man, you don't have to project that you're a good man because other people will affirm it for you. And sometimes I think that you understand that when I say niggas ain't shit, Calvin, you understand that I ain't just talking about the trash ass taste that I have in men. I'm talking about the systematic harm that men have caused women. And I'm not that's so when I say men are trash, that's where I'm coming from with it. I ain't talking about, oh, I had a bad date or I found out that this nigga has eight kids and 12 baby mamas. Like, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the systematic harm and the roots that a lot of that shit places on patriarchy and misogyny. And how if you don't recognize that how harmful both of those systems are, then things like Alawala Toyin are going to continue to happen. You're not going to see the humanity of black women, which is where harm takes its root. You don't see me as an equal. You don't think I'm deserving of the same life and breath that you breathe. So you harm me or you put me in harm's way. And that's why I say, shit, if you're friends with a nigga who's abusive, you are also abusive. I don't care. Because there's no way. I don't have garbage around me. You want to know why? Because my name's not hefty, bitch. I'm not trash. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's it. <laughs> R.I.P. to him. To- <laughs> RIP to those young ladies. It was just heavy on my heart, and I felt like I had to. I ha- I had to. I had to. Anyway, let's get to the bullshit, shall we? 
Calvin. Brian. It sounds like you want to drag a couple bitches today. So what did the women do now? What what did us women do now? Not 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 y'all as a very specific couple. So like, you know like who? So, I had no names, no names. Just tell me the scenario. Just tell me the scenario. Right. Because every time I say names, everybody start looking at me like I'm about to get in trouble. You are anyway, in trouble, nigga. I told you guys. I'm inside me. this summer, Calvin, so you're going to have to fight some bitches yourself, Uncle Clifford. I'm not doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Listen. Anyways, I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. You hear me? Please. Please. Um, so I was I was scrolling through social media, minding mine and mine and everyone else's business. Hello. And I see a couple it, it the one thing I hate and love about Twitter is Twitter turns into an echo chamber. Baby. Because so one person's tweet will get quote tweeted 50 50 11 times. All with different people trying to dunk on her, trying to dunk on opinion, calling them all types of stupid and shit. So I scroll through and I, I see the same screenshot multiple times and I'm over here and I look at it and I, I eventually read it. And let me tell you, let me set the scene. On both of these screenshots, these are dating apps that these screenshots come from because before oh, I was delivered, I know where you're going. I was before I was delivered, I was I was too on dating apps. You feel me? It's 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 the twenty first. You know what? Hi, my name is Alex, and I don't think I've I've never been on a dating app. Not a Bumble, a Humble, a Christian Mingle, not um SuperSizeMyDick.com. I, I have was, never. I, <laughs> nah, you you gonna find your nigga on Farmers Only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these these two screenshots are from the same woman and they're both on dating apps. So mind you, dating apps, you can't talk to nobody unless you match with them. Right? So wait. So, you- so wait. I'm, you know what? For shits and giggles, while we're on the podcast, I'm going to create a, a Bumble. I'm going to see. No, what's the app that's like, no, I'm going to do a Bumble. We're just going to do Bumble. A Bumble is the one where the woman has to, to speak first. Hell no. Nah, that ain't my kind of shit. <laughs> that's... See? You want anyway, me to shoot my shot. Well, so 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 Bumble in particular was designed. It was actually designed by women, and it was designed because the idea was, <coughs> but deep ass cough. Um, this cough sound like Barry White. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <coughs> out here, here sounding like Lou Rawls with your cough. Come on now, distracting me as shit. Anyway, Bumble was created by women because it was kind of to actually avoid niggas just harassing them in in their dms in their in their uh tw- you know tinder profiles or whatever so they was like no the woman gotta speak first because otherwise if she don't fuck with you we don't need you harassing her and her shit that's why I bumble the b- 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 uh, woman speak first you love me. It's okay. Get, I, 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 had to get, I, I had to get you back for that for that Uncle Clifford comment. Down so. in the valley where the girls get naked. I don't want to be where the girls get naked. I asked where the hoes are, so I know what to, so I know where to avoid. Anyway. I almost so, went there. I almost went don't do there. that. I almost don't went do there. Because I'll beat your ass personally. I almost do that. went there. I almost anyway. went there. I almost went anyway. there. Back to the story. So, so to make a long story short, yeah, Bumble, Bumble 
you have, but women have to message first because they did the, the idea was if a woman messages first, there's at least a some level of interest on the woman, so she's not getting just inundated with like unwanted sexual advances from these niggas. Great in theory, right? So one of these screenshots is from Bumble. Uh-huh. And and the screenshot says like the dude is asking her like, hey, like what are you what are you doing tonight? And she replies with what I have planned tonight. Oh. Just, <laughs> and then so so and then he's like, wait, are, like then, so he asked her then is like, are you a feminist or something like? Because yeah. it's like because instead of just telling me what you had planned, you just say well, what I had planned. You okay? And then um, she replies like, are you insecure or something? So that's the first screenshot. And then the second screenshot from the same woman. Mind you, this woman thirty. Same screenshot <laughs> is she was um he, the dude replies like, Hey, I'll just I just want to know, are you interested in, get, in getting to know each other or better or something like that? And she was like, I don't go out with people who want to get to know me better. I go out with people who want to take me on dates. Again, just unnecessarily she, unnecessarily so wait, How is this nigga supposed to know what you like and where to take you if he isn't getting to know you, sis? Like, why are you being unnecessarily bitchy and aggressive? And, and, and so that's my point, right? Unnecessarily adversarial is is my is my frustration. And you know the crazy thing is, Shorty Francis and Shorty is originally from Cincinnati. Don't, don't please. She she don't live here no more, but she originally from here. So and and I and and that's all I'm gonna say because if I say more, I'm gonna blow up everybody's spot. Don't. But just know, but just know that like that's what I mean. Was like. I understand that, like, again, niggas ain't shit, men are trash, whatever. You know, I understand. We just talked about that. But, like, there's no real purpose for you to just be unnecessarily adversarial. Like, it'd be one thing if a nigga said something out of pocket and then you reply back in kind. If I ask you, what what are you doing tonight? I'm trying to take you out. Or at least, I'm at least trying, again, it's it's a question with a simple answer. What are you doing? When a man typically asks me, what am I doing tonight? He's soliciting my time. Like, are you free? What's up? Like, yeah. So typically, I'm either going to let him know yay or nay. And then, or instead of just what, uh, what, what I plan, like, don't, like, unnecessary. And see, those type of women, to me, you can tell who's never, who didn't grow up a bad bitch. <laughs> Say that. Because. Because, uh, because. Or you know what? There are, there's, we call this late bloomer syndrome. Yeah, like, you shorty, just, shorty just, just got a little bit of, you got a little probably money, you got, got little, some ass. you got a little influence. Probably just got, yeah, like, you, somebody's probably told you that you're pretty a couple of times more than you used to, so all of a sudden you start to smell your own dick, right? And now you think that the attention that you're just now getting, that, that the nigga that you're currently try- that's currently trying to get your attention owes down for the attention that you weren't getting in the past. And so now you come across entitled. And, and, and again, like, I know context about this woman that is, that, that is important to the conversation, but it's not my business to share on Wait, air. Wait, she's so, from Cincinnati? She, she's originally from there. I don't think she lives here anymore, but she's originally from here. Wow. Um, Interesting. And, like... And I just know I'm certain- assuming that I don't know this woman because you haven't been explicit. So I'm just going to not ask further questions. Well, it, because but if you ask and I start giving it up for real, for real, I don't want it's going to turn messy. So and I don't want it to do that. I don't that. want mess either. I don't want mess. You feel me? I'm trying. I don't want that. 
But like just an understanding that like that late bloomer thing. And also it's like if you hate men that much, you don't have to talk to us. Like I understand we just had a whole conversation about the, the men are trash, niggas ain't shit. We, we, but if you hate us that yeah. much, you don't have to talk to us. Yeah. So if you if you hate us to the point where I ask you what are you doing and you reply back with what I got planned. If you get off on being a dick to niggas, like come on, shorty, like that's cor- that's <laughs> corny that's corny behavior to me. That's bird ass behavior, and I can't, I can't. I, it doesn't sit right with me. Calvin said, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. I mean, I feel you. Why you bother me when you know you don't it's, want it's, me? It's Calvin weird. Please. It's weird. I think. It's weird as fuck, bro. It is weird that, you know, you want niggas, but honestly, I don't know. It's almost like they read a playbook where, like, that dudes like bitches. Like, what's that book? It's something about something like dudes like bitches. I can't remember what the name of the book is. What, bitches. And, act like a lady, think like a man? No, it's a, it's a different <laughs> Calvin, book. Please. It's a different book, but it's along those same lines. And it's like, but I don't, I personally don't respond well to that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she was like, taking notes from a playbook and she thinks that that's going to like appeal to a certain type of man that she wants. But overall, so I just, the, the, the baddies that I've dealt with, you know, (laughs) say, say baddies, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the women that I know that are baddies, like their default isn't to be mean to men. Like, I, I don't think that that is, can I be honest? Women that are used to getting attention from men don't feel the need to treat men poorly. Like shit. Yeah, you can be they don't gentle. Feel the need to treat at, kind, least, at least unwarranted. Kindness and nice are two different things. And I think baddies, in my experience, are kind. They're not nice. They're I've kind. never met a bad bitch that wasn't a total sweetheart. And maybe that's, like, my thing because, like, I'm surrounded by very beautiful women. Not only just beautiful women, but bad bitches. And, like, I've never met a came across a bad bitch that wasn't completely nice and accommodating. Like, don't get me wrong, they're they're nice. No, how do I say this? They're kind, they're not nice. So yeah, like they're kind, not so, nice. So so for example, like I I have no issues with a woman respectfully curving a nigga. And if a nigga don't get the respectful hint, then you then you you know what I'm saying? You you done gave you to try to let him down easy, he don't listen. Now you gotta now you gotta be a little bit more rude. I understand that part of it. But that that's more so based off of an action that was done. I don't understand the whole like, hey, I'm 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 coming in, I'm coming in respectful, and you then you respond with disrespect. Because again, a nigga like me, it you wanna you wanna you wanna play a game, we could play a game. You feel me? And I'm and I and I'm and I don't want to ever be dragged down into that mindset where I, now I gotta feel like I gotta hoe you. See, this is the type of this is the type of shit that then comes. I still beto because if if you you talk all this shit about like how you you're rude to niggas you don't get you don't give niggas the time of day why do I even try and then and then a nigga be like but but I still beat it's like that's this is the type of shit that leads to that type of shit because it's like you there's no real reason for you to be like this unless you're trying to do it for clicks you're trying to do it for likes Wait, you're trying to do it to the audience whatever. Wait, time out. Okay, so I just downloaded Bumble, right? And uh-huh. I set up my whole profile, and I am getting my swipe on. Why are there so many white men? Oh, you didn't let me finish. 
all of these dating apps are are hella white people. But only I don't even know if there's if there was one I think was for for niggas, but I forget the name of it. This man said he's a Sagittarius from Michigan. Swipe left. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Not you go put this man's <laughs> info out there. You don't ruin. You, I didn't say you his ruin name. a nigga. You didn't ruin a nigga whole bio. <laughs> I didn't say his name, but I'm definitely not dating a Sagittarius from Michigan. I don't like domestic violence. <laughs> anyway, but like, so, so I'm saying, so that's, so that was what was on my heart, and, and I, I'm. Again, I know it's not all women. I know it's not most women. The women I surround myself around don't do this type of bullshit. I mean, no. And Calvin, you know for a fact that I have shared some stories with you that you'd be like, dog. And you'll say it. You've said this on wax. Alex, if the, if the women I ever talked to pulled half the shit you tell me about, you'd be ready to fight her. Yes, because she not me. <laughs> I am not listen, one of them. Listen, bro. Bro, Jeff, like, there's been plenty of times, like, and I'll say this on Wes. There's been plenty of times where it's like, not only have like I've told her about exact fate of my fam. If if these women try to pull a, a you on me, you'd fight them, and I would let you. But also, <laughs> it's funny because yeah, it's funny. You can also tell who hasn't really had a very platonic male female relationship because they, they they'll start getting jealous of the people they don't need to be jealous of at all. Like. There's, there's, nigga, there's some niggas out in the city who are jealous of me and Alice. I'm like, fam, this is, I am the last nigga that you need to worry about when it comes to this woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the last nigga. Like, Cal matter of fact, don't even like me half the time. Let's be clear. Matter, matter of fact, like, I'm low-key telling her she should treat you better. <laughs> like, low-key, low-key, she's being a terrible person to you right now, but that's my nigga and I'm riding. But you deserve better. <laughs> and you got the nerve to be jealous of me. Nigga, I'm trying to help you. Listen, I have had men be jealous of the male friendships that I have, honestly, because they are extremely protective. And without knowing kind of like my background, and the things I've been through, he wouldn't understand why my male friends choose to be as like, I'm not fucking playing with you about Alex because I'm not going to let Alex play with us. Right. So because when things hit the fan as they obviously I'm single. So, yes, things have hit the fan every time. But like when things end or go left. These are the same people that I'm going to count on to be there, to support, to like help me get out of this fucking shitty ass space that I'm in. And their opinions about the people that are in my life, especially as a single mom, are important. Like, I think meeting kiddo is the final boss level. You'll probably meet my parents before you meet my son. That's real. Probably. That's real. Probably. Respect. I don't play about that. You can call me personally, whatever the fuck you want to call me. Whatever the fuck you want. None of these niggas have ever sat up underneath my son. Never. I don't play that shit. The streets are the streets. My home is my home. That's real. That's real. Like, I don't play about that. I'm cool. But yeah, that's all. That's, I just had that little, little bit of a rant. And honestly, you, listen, I, was, I did very well. I wasn't as petty as I wanted to be. So I feel <laughs> like I deserve a, a clap for me. I'm not gonna lie, you weren't. You were very. You were. I'm. I'm proud of you, Calvin. But since we are talking about ladies and accountability, let's chat because I'm a little fed. Ladies up. and accountability. The, those things can coexist. They can. It, it, it's like it's like oil and water. Where you know what I'm saying it's like uh, you know, hey. <laughs> those things. Those things don't hey. mix very well. I, I get those. Okay. Look, I love that. That turned me on. Damn. So, you, I'm sorry. One time you can say that. All right, and so what prompted this, right, is y'all know how I feel about my nigga Franklin Saint. 
Damson Idris is funny as fuck. He's charming. He seems extremely genuine. Like whenever he's on the like whenever I see him on a Twitter, my little heart palpitates a little bit. Like I just <laughs> That's your one. I got that's your, I like that's, him. That's your risk I like, at all. No, a lot of not yeah, actually no, I don't have one. But You ain't got really one risk like, at all? I don't. I really don't. And you can call it cap. You can call it whatever you want. I don't. It, have, it, it's for show cap. It's for show cap. It's not for show cap. I don't have a risk at all. I don't have a risk at all. You can't. It can't be a risk at all. For, never mind. I'm not going to get jammed up. If you risk, listen, you, you already got it. It can't I'm, be a risk. I'm not getting jammed up. Actually, I don't. Because you was about to, you was about to talk, you was about to talk yourself right into a trap. I don't. I don't already have it. I'm just going to stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm just, anyway. But like, I like who he is and who he, I like who he's presented himself to be. I don't know who he is, right? And on Twitter, he posted this question and he said, question, ladies, if a guy keeps texting you to meet up, but you know you'll never want to, want to why don't you just tell him, right? And I thought that was a pretty reasonable question because niggas, I don't want to talk to anymore. I pretty much, actually, no, I ain't gonna lie. I just stopped talking to you. I don't, I don't feel the need to do all that. But I understand that how trash it is. I accept that that is trash behavior. And with, I didn't, I felt like his question was actually not a bad question coming from a reasonable standpoint. Okay. So nigga, they let this nigga have it. They lit this nigga up and I'm like, wow, that sounded pretty like reasonable to me. And when I started reading the comments, it was just like, how dare you women, you need to stay out of women's business. It just got nasty. Wait, and I'm, I'm like, confused. Well, like, what did he say? He was so, just so, basically, yeah, he was basically asking, hey, if you know that you're not interested in this guy, why don't you just tell him you're not interested? And women, like, went off on him. They turned on him. They were just, that's why I had to ask yes. it again. Like, that's all it was? That's all it was. <laughs> that's literally all it was. And Damon was like, that's all he it was. De- he, was- he, de- he deactivated his Twitter for a bit. He was like, oh, y'all niggas bugging. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Shout out to his publicist. They shut that shit down immediately. They said, Snowfall is too much of a hit for you to get on this fucking Instagram and on this goddamn fucking app and do some bullshit. So no, we're going to shut. Thank you. Shout out to the publicists that are still doing their jobs. <laughs> That's real. Thank you. But what were the remarks? I- I'm sorry. Let's sit here for a minute. What like what was let's there? Let's park this car. I can't pull up the remarks. I can't pull up the comments anymore Just because generally it's been speaking, deleted. right? Like, but the general, but generally speaking, the ad, the general attitude behind it was he has no right to question women about women's decisions because he's not a woman, and that women have the right to move with niggas how they want to. And I can play with this nigga as much as I want to, as long as he's in my inbox. It's fair game. Blah. A bunch of honestly, a lot of just like. Bullshit. And also, and also, there was a lot of comments. Of, it wasn't even. It was just like, oh, not you too, or yeah, not it, him. It was like, like it was. It was making him out to be like he was some woman basher instead of just him asking like. A they're making him. They're That's making my nigga to be out to be like respectfully Justin LaBoy. You feel me? Yeah. Like, they're making. <laughs> they're making my nigga to be like Justin LaBoy or. Uh, Meek Mill or somebody, you know what I mean? They like, were just making him out to be like a total cornball, and that just wasn't the case. He was asking a legit question, right? And so my my pushback to that is this: like, I think that Twitter, because when I talk to women in the real world, they sound a lot more like me. But when I look at some of the comments and the way t- women process things on, like that bird app, the bird really be leaping out because the I'm bird, like, I don't. Understand. The bird app got birds. 
Oh my God! There's there's so, there's a sermon. There's a joke there. And, 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 and think about it. And think about there's something going on. There's there. somebody about it. The homepage. Some millennial pastor is gonna use that. Michael Ty. <laughs> Michael Ty gonna use it. The birds on the bird app. The birds. And on think the bird about app. it. The homepage on the Twitter app is a bird house. Wow. So I just feel like this. This okay. is my thought. Okay. You're talking to grown ass women about, hey, if you don't like something, why don't you just say you don't like it so the behavior will stop? Maybe. That's not to neglect away from the fact that men can be persistent and annoying and predatory. Okay. That's not to say that all of those things don't simultaneously exist. But the focus of this conversation is on the women. So I acknowledge that. I already acknowledge that niggas ain't shit. Let's talk about how women can be just as, can double down on the behavior. Right. And I touched on it with last week a little bit, but let's expound, shall we? Yeah. I feel like. And and of course, ladies, I, too, have my own trash ass tendencies. We all got to swim upstream. I have toxic behaviors. We all do. Right. So that's not for me to say that I'm this so this prolific alley that has this newfound sense of becoming because she didn't sat her ass down for a couple of weeks. It's not <laughs> that either. It's not that. What I'm saying is this. When. I don't like playing games with men anymore like that because honestly, I don't like, I don't like the results of the game. If I don't want a nigga in my face, Hey baby, I, I put it to him real gently. Cause if it's not about you, it's not about you. If I'm just not interested, I'm just not interested. There's nothing you can do about that. I didn't have ballers. I didn't have broke niggas. I didn't have the finest. I didn't have the schmedium uglies. I didn't done all of that. I didn't have the tall and no, I ain't never had no tall. They didn't know I'm pretty sure. They didn't know I'm pretty yeah. sure. And all been like five you, weeks, you, five you, you like you like to look your nigga in the eye when you wear heels. It's okay. You know what? Shut up, Calvin. And that's not <laughs> it's not a like, it's just how the cookie crumbled, okay? But they be about six I mean, five when they stand on their wallet. So who's counting? I was like, I was like, that's how your cookie crumble. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so here we go. So, but you know, listen, they could be five six. They six four when they stand on their wallet. So I'm not difference doesn't make to me. How tall are you? Five three, okay, makes sense. Re- respect. So, yeah. I-, I respect when women who are five three, like below five five, that like will give niggas that are under six foot a chance. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't, because I'd have met some really, really, really cool niggas just because they didn't meet the height requirements. All of a sudden, you're not interested, and I get that. Whatever your standards are, sis, ain't nobody asking you to bend, bend, bend your back over it. But like. I'd have been on some cool experiences just because a nigga just wanted somebody to give him a chance or he was interested in me and didn't think I was going to give him a chance and ended up being like one of the best dates of my life just because he wasn't quintessentially what I was looking for. And there's a word in there too, but another day, another day, um, another day. Um, I think what the part about this particular topic that frustrates me the most is women, women, Women in accountability, especially on Twitter, is interesting because you, they have all these men are not allowed to have preferences, at least not voice them. Right. Not on Twitter. You can't say, Jeff. However, you can't say, OK, well, I'm a nigga who got it. I'm a nigga who who who's got this, that and third going on. I'm a nice young man and I, I know what I got going on for myself. I want a woman who could do X, Y, and Z. Motherfuckers are going to call you superficial and judgmental and oh my God. Misogynistic. Misogynistic. And you know what I'm saying? Women don't have to suit your idea of perfection in order to be perfect. And you're going to get a dissertation and the think piece of the century about how you are misogynistic because you want a woman who can match your fly. Right? 
Calvin, right. you the same, right? But on the flip side, if a man says, okay, if I am shooting at you and you know for a fact that I don't fit the bill for what you're looking for, why don't you tell me to leave you alone? All of a sudden, you in women's business again. Bitch, is it Uchi Wally or One Mike? Because even I have whiplash. That's, my, point. that's literally my favorite thing to say. Is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? Nine times out of ten is actually Uchi Wally. Yeah. It's very, it's very rarely one mic. It's very, it's very rarely one mic. The other thing that I hate about the Twitter conversation is, like, uh, under, like, it's you can say whatever you want on there, but at the end of the day, like, that does not align with your actions. The hardest ones are not that in real life, particularly when it comes to this conversation. You want to act tough. You want to get the tweets. You know. You want to go. You want to go viral and shit. You're gonna get. You're gonna get these tweets off. But at the end of the day, it doesn't align with the decision that you're making in your actual personal life. So I've learned to just ignore it. But the challenge is so, for people yeah. with platforms that are saying this bullshit. Like there's an opportunity to make accountability cool, <laughs> and we're missing it. We're missing the opportunity to make accountability cool. And I think it's not in peripheral. It's not. It's just about being real about yeah. it. Yeah, I know for a fact. I know for a fact that there's some shit that in my relationships that if women found out what I actually will put up with in a relationship, they'd be like, "Alex, get it together, bitch." You will be kicked out the city, girl. Oh my god, they would kick me out right now. You know what I'm saying? I, the chairwoman of the center of the Cincinnati chapter of the city girl. Yeah, like you gotta like. They would absolutely kick me off the board, but. The problem with that is, is because I've been married and I also know what it takes to make a relationship function beyond I love you and pussy and dick and beyond, bro, I was committed and then lived in a household with a nigga. At some point in time, I stopped liking. I don't like you anymore. I love you. So I'm going to stay here and I'm committed and I want to see some shit through because I love you. And sometimes at the end of the day, I don't like you. But I'm committed and I made a promise that we would always see this through. And as long as I'm not being put in harm's way and I'm being respected and honored, the basics are being met, I will see you. We can make, uh, mm, I will make anything work at that point, at that point, because that's my nigga, my nerve. But you, some of these women are entering into these obligations and commitments with these men and you're not being realistic with yourself about what you actually want. And you got to also ask yourself a question because I've had to ask the same thing. Do I want this man or do I want this man's attention? And a lot of times with me, if the intention, wow. be the that's, intention. that's actually, that's actually, dang, I'm taking notes on that. Let me get my notes. Yeah. Cause do like, I if man about, or I want his attention. Do I want this man? And honestly, I know how I show up when I want you. I'm invested. I'm asking questions. I'm actually, what's crazy is when I like a nigga, I'm a huge trick. Huge. When I like you, it just leaps out of my pocket. Oh, those J's is coming out. Oh. I love love cashy women. I love it. Oh my God. I'm such a cashy bitch. I swear to God, when I like a nigga, oh, we at the bar with it. It's on me tonight, daddy. That's You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I pay attention to what you like. I'll pay attention to what you like. Oh shit! I'll be doing that. I'll be like, "That's so cool." But I'll be paying attention when you like somebody. You pay attention to their interests, and it ain't gotta be expensive. It ain't gotta. Mind you, I told you I'm a trick. It wasn't about the dollar amount. It's about the fact that he wanted it, and what I require, I reciprocate. And I'm not the kind of woman shit. If I need a bill paid, I can also pay yours. And listen. First and foremost, shout out to you for that. You know, I got to I, I talk shit to, to you every every week because 
if I didn't, this podcast would not work. But I got to give you credit when credit is due. But I am a tricking bitch. I know that for a fact. I, I know. I, I've seen it. You've I've seen, seen it. it. I've seen it in Calvin, real life. For the past two years, you have not had to worry about a birthday party because I'm a tricking ass nigga. And you're my platonic friend. <laughs> Thank you. Now, the nigga who I'm actually like putting his pussy on, oh, I love him. One like that, like, maybe <laughs> one of these days, baby, I'm going to fall in love again. That nigga's never going to have to worry about shit. You don't have to worry about a goddamn thing. You want to know why? Because we're taking care of each other. And I think that when y'all get past making these relationships so transactional and start falling in love and dating people you actually like. Actually like. Having co- like, I want to actually like the person I'm with. My man's not an ATM, but if I have a need, he better cover it. It's, it's, it's weird, right? So, Jeff, you said something like, you can get these tweets off, but at the end of the day, your actions don't match your tweets, right? Yeah. Girls be lying. They, and, be, they literally be paying for shit. Girls, girls listen, the paying, paying for shit. But, but a couple things. Well, listen, hold on. Because a couple things. One, because I love that Cardi B song, like, broke niggas don't deserve pussy. And all the girls be like, yeah, I know that's right. I'm like, I know your baby daddy. You come on now. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Come on now. Hey, whoa. Calvin. Hey, Calvin. 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 Because you, know you know me a little more personally than the average bear. Okay, you better watch that shit. <laughs> watch Listen. You better watch God. that shit. <laughs> You but also, but also, you're gonna but, get but me even, jammed up, okay? Bro, listen, I, listen. Here's the thing: you got yourself jammed up because that was a general statement that you, that yeah, you, baby. When you can't say amen, you say ouch, nigga. <laughs> but guess what? No one would have known that applied to you if you just get a little, hit a little church head nod and, and kept it moving. Anyway, back to my point. But also, we talked we talked about Shorty who was being unnecessarily adversarial. And talking about this is why I don't deal with niggas. This is why I hate men, baby girl. You're still on dating apps, so clearly, I'm not whatever lie. you're whatever you're doing there, isn't working in real life. There are certain still- women that come to me for advice, right? And I love it when people listen to the podcast and they're like, "Oh my god, Allie, teach me how to hoe," or they go or something along those lines. And I'll be like, "Y'all, I'm not a hoe for real. This is just who I am." <laughs> teach me the game, ghost. The game, ghost. And I have teach to teach me the game, ghost. <laughs> and I have to laugh because it's like I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not out. I'm not playing. I'm not finessing. I'm not like I'm lying through my teeth, but like. I don't, long story very short, I'm very honest. My, the biggest game you could ever have is honesty. I allow these niggas to choose if they want to fuck with me. And nine times out of ten, they're going to get with the winning team, ho. Or they not. Or you're not. And also, I'm okay with the answer no. The same way I can give it is the same way I can take it. And you're not going to slam dunk all of them. And the golden ticket here, ladies, and you heard it from he, me here first, be these niggas friends. Be their friend. There are so many benefits to being a nigga's friend because you actually get to know him. And nine times out of ten, if I would have just been a lot more of these niggas' friends besides trying to fuck on them, I would realize that they were trash sooner than later. So yeah. the, the key to this shit is actually just be that nigga friend. Don't let that nigga take you nowhere. Get his number. Kiki with him. FaceTime him with a couple times. Flirt. Get to know his kids. Say hi to his mama. Catch him at a barbecue. Like, I'm so serious. I play the long game with these niggas now. It's in, like, bro, Calvin, I can't, the last, I, 
Well, I, listen, work a heart, work a heart. Pussy's on back order at this point. I ain't, I ain't had a shipment of pussy in in so long. You know, you know, you know the shortages. You know Amazon Prime out here. You know, my shit's stuck in customs. There is no more pussy. You listen. If if you got supply chain management issues, just say that. I do, bro. I do. (laughs) Oh, I'm saying like. Like if you need a if you need a logistics coordinator, just say that. Like I need somebody to handle my shipping like a Brandon Blackwood bag. I just No, you don't actually them, them bags coming in already damaged, baby. You don't want that. <laughs> they giving out uncut bags. <laughs> Listen, they 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 stepping on the dope already. That they, bitch, step, they giving you they, they giving you they giving you they giving you tan duck instead of full pure. Stop. But like, and that's why I get frustrated. I get frustrated when women, when certain women say like, "I don't know what to get this nigga for his birthday." Then you don't, you haven't paid attention to the nigga. Honestly, if you don't like listen, him, just say that. Because, and I mean this in the most respectful term, niggas are not complicated. We will, we we tell you what we want, and if we don't tell you, it's not like we hide it. We, you know, that nigga like to play the game. You know that nigga like getting fresh. You know that nigga like basketball. You know that nigga like football. You know the nigga like Kobe. You know the nigga like LeBron. Figure some shit out. We didn't gave you to play. Figure it out, bro. Figure, Figure it out. out. But no, I am so glad because I have a question. What's and... up? And... Okay. So, I have a question. And the question is for Jeff, our guest, because I'm I'm ready to get into the mess mess for real. Jeff. Oh my. <laughs> what was the reason behind your first hoe phase? The reason behind? Yeah, what was the reason behind your first hoe phase? So, loaded question. Very loaded question. I, I made it loaded on purpose. The reason behind my first whole phase? Yes. Yeah, what, is because... your, what is your super villain origin story? <laughs> <laughs> so that means that I have multiple. Who said that I have multiple whole phases? Well, well, here's the thing. You can have a first and not have a second. No, my first whole phase or the, the whole phase, my origin whole phase or what have you. Yeah, like you can have a first whole phase and I have a second whole phase. You know what I'm saying? Like first doesn't mean second. Uh, There's plenty of events that had first annual that didn't have second annual. <laughs> uh, he said in the novel. I was, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a long, strong relationship uh, that ended uh, my junior year of college, and then I got an internship. Then I moved to Cincinnati for the internship. Then I graduated. My senior year, I had a whole bunch of money because I was interning. Mm. I was still interning. I plus I saved some intern money, so I came back to school. I only had like fifteen credits because I decided not to like do that second or you know that second major that would require me to stay longer. So I was feeling myself. I went through senior year well beyond like I think I had like ten or something credits my second semester. Um, oh, easy money. Easy money. Easy money. Going to Cincinnati, Columbus someday just so I could work and get that extra bread with the company that's already hired me for when I graduate. So I think my whole phase or the phase in which I started to explore <laughs> my, my my explorer phase probably started then because it was like, dang, like I spent so much time like 
fighting the idea of like being this guy, you know, for the various roles that I had on campus, for a girlfriend and shit, et cetera. I was like, man, damn, I'm about to go to a whole new city. I'm about to graduate. I've like put in my work. Like it's something for me to make decisions where I'm just sitting in jail. So I think that was probably the trigger for my first. And it was fun. Um, it was fun. Uh, I graduated 2012 and I think for the next, I'll say from 2011 to like 2013, 2014, I had a whole bunch of fun across the mm-hmm. nation. So, yeah, I say that just just graduating college, being out of a relationship and like looking to try to understand what it means to be an adult. That's, I think that that's real. That's real. It ain't, it ain't yeah, no it ain't no it ain't had nothing to do with nobody. Like, I think people be like, oh, this girl hurt me. Yeah, nigga, I, went, I had a heartbreak. That shit didn't trigger me. Want to be a thought? Like, what made me What made me want to, like, meet women and do all this other shit and, like, just have fun was just the idea of, like, finding myself. It had nothing to do with anybody else. Like, it's just a part of my journey to discover and truly understand and embrace, like, what do I want? I think that whole faces are the most healthy thing in the world. And no, I'm not talking rap. about oh, like whole faces get a bad rap. And I think that after every serious relationship or every like serious like time or space of commitment, you need a whole face. You need to know what it feels like to get back out there and date and and build your confidence back up. Fuck a couple bitches, <laughs> niggas, whatever. And like I think that you need to understand that sometimes the get back into the lighthearted part of dating. Yeah, I think it's more about that. I don't, I wouldn't want to say, like, I'm not going to, like, oh, I was out here, like, oh, I had a different chick every night and all this other shit. I just think that there's a, there's an element of freedom and an opportunity to, like, explore and meet people and do it without, like, yes. strings and just be, like, 100% truth and just, like, really just have fun. I think that is important because you learn so much about yourself and, like, Whatever you're attracted to, and for me, it's 100 percent women. So, like, I learned a lot about women in that phase. I also, yeah, and that's for me. And my whole phase, I learned a lot about just what I actually want. I don't think my biggest whole phase was after my divorce, obviously. But um, guess what? We're celebrating <laughs> my divorce. <laughs> what do we all know? Right, and that was. Listen, that is because it's a classic. Brown sugar is a classic. Brown We're actually hey, Tay Diggs. Hold on, Tay Diggs is really a Tay Diggs is a really great actor because he had a whole list of runs where he acted like he liked black women. He is a, a really list of them. Whole, oh my god, whole list of runs. That nigga is in some classic black romantic comedies was playing in the snow the entire time. You even tell me this whole time that nigga Tay Diggs was actually Richard Lawson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was actually yes. the real life Richard Lawson. Um, that nigga yeah. was Tom that nigga was Tom the boy <laughs> from Boondocks, nigga. Wow, Richard <laughs> Lawson. I'm dead. But yes, whole faces get a bad rap because dating should be lighthearted. I am not one of those people that dates for marriage or I'm looking for a commitment. I am looking for somebody I actually like. And then I'll start making commitment decisions at that point. Interesting. I don't, I don't believe I date. Honestly, if I'm dating, if I'm on a date with somebody to figure out like, all right, did we match? Does this work out? 
I want to see you in person because I'm grown. I don't believe in pen pals. Like, let's 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 put a date on it. And I'm really just interested to see, like, it's not even just go with the flow. It's do I can you go with like how do you fit into my lifestyle? And if you don't, you don't. And if you do and it's platonic, it works out. A lot of my great, like a lot of really fun relationships and platonic spaces that I have with men are because we went on a date, realized we don't really like each other. And now that I see you out, it's fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah, it's kicking that's why I like Frank Ocean it's, music. It's cool. Frank Ocean, it's cool. Frank Ocean makes music for people who like have shit to end. And it's okay. Like, damn, like this relationship no, okay. ended. No. Like, dang, I enjoyed I the experience also, that we had. But, but I it ain't got to end. Like, it ain't got to end. Like, yeah, no, nah, first of all, motherfuckers make it seem like, motherfuckers make it seem like every time, and sorry, ladies, I'm kicking y'all ass tonight. But yeah, you are. What's in what's in the water? What you what you drink? Are you? I, I'm you, so, I'm so sorry, but like, cause I've been listen. Therapy has been making me realize my own shit. Uh, so yeah, kinda, so, so now, so, yeah, so now everybody else got to realize it too. Huh? Yeah, listen, yeah, it's time. listen, ladies. Accountability time. is attractive. We love that shit. It's time. It's time. So the thing about it is, I get called a Jezebel or a whore or a hoe, a harlot, a, a skank. A tally wag. Let me, let me, let's be clear. Like, I've been waiting oh, to have this conversation. Who's calling you that? <laughs> Are niggas calling you that or is it women? Is it both? Like, Calvin. let's tell the truth. Let's let's have Calvin. a real candid conversation. Are you going you, you to let me answer this one, I guess? Because you're looking at me. Well, I get called a hoe by women for the majority. Okay. I'll be honest. I, I just, I just wanted to, I just, I figured. That was my guess. Niggas, niggas get called. Niggas just call you fun or like dangerous. Niggas, yes, niggas have never called me a hoe. They'd be like, Alex is dangerous as hell, but she fun though. Alex, niggas be like, shit, what's wrong with Alex? She a good time. The most, the biggest side eyes I think I've ever gotten from women, which is ironic because also the most love I've ever gotten has come from women. So it's just like it's women. It's really strange. It's, it's, really it's very much a spectrum, it's really right? I think are, women, you said women are a spectrum. I am old. <laughs> but, no, but the way, but I feel like in my, in, even in my experiences with women, it's very much a, 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 it's a binary situation. They either fuck with you or they don't fuck with you. And if they fuck with you, they fuck with you the long way. The nigga, long they, way. I nigga, nigga, you, nigga, you bail. Listen, I, I ask how I, Man, hey, say, you, like, if your shit gets you, told, there go, get your shit out of you feel me? Nigga, I, I, I hold a brick for you, daddy type shit. Yeah, all, you what's crazy is the women who love me, I love them back with the same energy because, Calvin, you know for a fact, the women who absolutely love me and go hard for me and they be like, bro, Alex is my bitch, they will absolutely bury a body, carry a brick. They will come get my kid if I need them to. They will ride. The, the motherfuckers who are Team Alley are Team Alex, bro. I got some ride or die bitches on my team. I can never say that. I, you know what I'm saying? We had to cross a couple names off the list, but like, <laughs> once we cleared out the rain, once the rain cleared up, you know what I'm saying. And so, and so it's funny because w- w- I think women often use that "I love hard" excuse. I don't love hard. I love very strategically because love is a lot of energy, but, and but I, don't like, have, it, I don't have to waste. It, it, it's that special. Like a woman will either fuck with you or not fuck with you. Right. Like, and if she fuck with you, she fuck with you the long way. And if she don't fuck with you, she don't fuck with you the long way. Versus niggas, men, we are very much more so in that middle ground. Like, we have some niggas who will dap up at parties. Like, hey, it was good, bro. But if that nigga asked you to move, you're like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what made you think? What made you think we're that cool? 
I'm you not going like, lie, but like, and what's crazy is that there's never been a woman that would came up to me to speak to me that I didn't show love to, even if I didn't know her, because you knew me enough to speak. So who am I to tell you? I don't know that bitch. She knew me. Right. Fuck it. Hey, what's up, sis? How are you? Good to see you. Man. That's how, that's like, how I am. I'm not like that. That's how I am with everybody. Cause like, Hey, what's good? You know, I was in, I was in a function night and Hella niggas I didn't know was dabbing me up, and I was like, "What's good, bro?" And niggas would be like, "You know, I'm like, absolutely not, but no I ain't cool. gonna, I ain't gonna no rebuff cool a nigga on the dap, like you also, know what I'm saying? It's all so cold. I, like I'm not gonna let no nigga have the ups on me. So everybody, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do that. If we ain't got real beef, all right, bro. I'm not gonna, we're gonna make a scene. It takes a lot of energy for me to be like, I don't, I have a problem with right. you because you need to understand that every time I see you, I'm gonna have a problem with you. And I'm going to act accordingly if need be. And it sounds violent because it is. I don't choose peace, baby. And I'm not the bigger person. Are you? All the time. You watch Game of Thrones? You choose violence? I choose. Yes. Listen, she I watch. Chooses, chooses violence and chaos is a lot. Chaos is a lot. It's a lot. It is. And honestly, I'm going to climb the top of it. I am not the de-escalator. I'm going to tell. I'm the preventer. I'm the preventer, baby. Because I know how far I'm going to take this. And so I would rather us not go there. Now, you if you choose to be a provocateur. Where are you taking it? Are you gonna take it to hell? I mean, where what are you to taking? Hell. If they go low, hell. you take it to hell. the float. <laughs> because what what's crazy is that I talk a lot about reaction versus response. And I ignore a lot of shit because I it's just I know where I'm gonna go with this. If I say something and it doesn't end with the what I need it to end in. The control freak in me tries to take over. If this doesn't end how I need it to end, I'm not going to know when to stop, right? Right. So knowing that that is something that I, a part of my growth, I haven't gotten to yet, I try to avoid the situation completely. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to de-escalate it. So it's either zero or a hundred. I don't snow 50. There's no, you either can fuck with me or you don't. Cause I don't like fence sitting middle ground. Can't pick a choose a side ass bitches any fucking way. Pick a side. And nine times out of 10, if I feel like you're, you're sitting the fence with me, I've already chosen for you. I don't like that. <laughs> it's not my thing. It's not my thing. So it's not, it's not your jam. It's not my thing. I don't like, I don't like indecisiveness. I understand taking your time to make a decision, but being indecisive about it is going to piss me off. I'm just going to start choosing for you. And I don't care what you like. I don't care. You, when the time for me to care was when you decided when it, the ball was in your court, it's no longer in your court. So I don't know, but women are, have been, women are very critical of me simply because I don't want the same things out of men that the average bear does. I'm not aspiring to be married or have this grand household or a bunch of fucking kids running around. That's not what I want. I've already had those things. I want a relationship that is specifically designed for Alex and a man that wants to stand up and choose to be my partner when, even when it sucks to do so, because I'm going to choose you under the most greatest and the most difficult circumstances every day. Nothing comes before my man. And because I know what it takes to be committed like that, I'm not, it's nothing to play with. So until you show me that that's what you want out of me specifically, I'm playing, it's playtime. None of this shit is serious. Women who don't recognize that in themselves typically be like, oh, she a man eater. I run through these niggas like Tomb Raider. I don't give a fuck. You have nothing to offer me until you have something to offer me. And to be honest with you, the only thing I'm fully committed to right now is finishing this goddamn degree. So all of you niggas are for play. I don't want a boyfriend right now. 
and women in their 30s don't talk like that. I don't want a boyfriend right now. And with women who don't understand the mission that I'm on, probably because they already have a degree, they don't have a kid, they haven't already been married, I look very loose. And on the opposite side of it, since I've already been married, I've got a kid. Me and my ex-husband are actually best friends still to this day. It took some time, but we're cool. And to be honest with you, I've already had all those things. I am now dating. And my kid is at the age where I don't, you know what I'm saying? I have a little bit more flexibility and wiggle room because he's not a, he's not a toddler. I got a preteen on my hand. My dating life is different. And I got some life and some experience underneath my belt. I know what the fuck I'm doing, and I know what the type of shit you niggas be on. You're getting an old school hoe, baby. This ain't pussy. This coochie. It's got some gray hairs on it somewhere. Like, I done already played, I done already done all the bullshit, played all the games, fucked you and your friends, your daddy next. Like, I don't want to play like that no more. So if you not stepping, and that's why I'm very blatant about it. This is who I am. This is what I've been through. But I'm a phenomenal partner. I'm an incredible, like, And I don't say wife. I don't say girlfriend. I am a partner. You got me for life. You're going to have somebody who's down for the ride. It's up. Whatever my husband says we need to do is how we going to step. And nothing comes before him. So, and I know what it takes to sustain that. Not everybody's deserving of that. So why would I show you that you are? I don't know that yet. So sure, I'm a whore. Call it what you want. I'm a happy whore, though. And I'm not out here chasing nothing that don't want me. Hello. <laughs> it was the gray hairs what bar you... for me. Say <laughs> so this ain't pussy, this coochie. Coochie. <laughs> How old are you? 30. Are you talking about gray hairs? Relax. I, you know what? I have gray hairs. I do have gray hair. I do. So where are you originally have, from? Have... You're from? You're from Cincinnati? So I was born in Stanford, Connecticut. I grew up in Cincinnati. Uh, we moved here when I was in the second grade. I spent some time in Raleigh, North Carolina as well. Where'd you go to high school? Um, I know that's I graduated Cincinnati. from Whit- I know it's huge in Cincinnati. So I graduated in Wittenwood. Class of 09. Class of 09. And um, yeah, we went crazy that year. They actually tore down. They're tearing down my old high school. They built another one. From what I saw, it looks beautiful. Where is um, it at? They- they had a purge. Oh, no, it's at the same. It's at the same um, spot. It's at the same spot in Forest Park. They yeah, built yeah. High school I, I in front of the Forest old Park. Yeah, they had to purge all that shenanigans that y'all done did. Man, they, they, had a, they had to. They had to burn down the lesbians and the teen pregnancy. They said they had <laughs> to get rid of that demon. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! When I graduated, there were like six bitches pregnant, and you was one of. I was. I graduated seven <laughs> months pregnant. Kiddo going to walk across many stages in his life, and I was the first person to put him on one. <laughs> oh, my God. Very proud. Very proud. Very proud. But no. But no. Nah, it's, 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 it's funny to me because I think oftentimes when we, when we have these discussions, we, we often try to assign what's best for us on, to what's best for other people. There was a time in my life where I just did, I didn't believe in relationships. We know, Calvin. they didn't. They didn't serve me. It didn't. It didn't <laughs> serve me. It didn't. It. It wasn't giving what it needed to give. <laughs> so 
they weren't understanding the assignment, like whatever else I could say. Because it was, I was in a place where I couldn't focus on them because I had to focus on me. And, and I was open and honest about it, but you know, because as a man, we're taught that like, until you, until you check off certain boxes in your career or in your education, that you don't deserve a good partner. You know what I mean? Like we're taught that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. We were taught that. You know what I'm saying? Like not, and, and so I was like, no, nah, I need to get to, I need to get here. I need to I can, I can keep grinding. I need to do this and the third. Instead of, instead of being open to the people who were trying to love me then. I'll be honest and, with you. When you're not used to receiving love from a place that comes from, that comes from something genuine, it's hard to recognize it as love. And sometimes we have to address the fact that love shapeshifts. And people will define love based upon their own capabilities without realizing that, like, some of that shit's not love. Some of that shit is just not love. It's it's an attempt at love. It's an attempt, but it's not what love when is. You, when you've never been, okay, I'll put it like this, right? It's similar to growing up, my favorite Mexican restaurant when I was younger was Taco Bell because that's all we, that's all we knew. You know what I'm saying? It was like, like, if you, it growing up in a, a lower middle class and I stressed lower, that was Mexican food to me. And then and then I remember the first day I got introduced to Chipotle. And it was like, oh sh-, or I actually got introduced to Cadoba first. I was like, oh shit, this is this is this is way better than this shit. And then I remember the first time I got introduced to Chipotle. And then the first time you went to an authentic Mex- Mexican restaurant where somebody abuela is in the is in the kitchen. Cooking up with 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 the soul food arm, and like our 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 progression grows and our standards grow as we continue to explore the real genuine quality of it. And so, in love, in relationships, I was at hell. Some people argue I'm still still working past like my Taco Bell stage because I didn't I don't know anything else. So whatever is being provided to me, I assume is the standard. And so then, when you find people that go above and beyond that standard that you used to have, you're like, oh, shit, this is, this is possible? Yeah, and what amazes me all the time is, like, finding out that... My, my therapist said this to me, and I love her for this. She said, you have to believe that there are still good people here because you exist, and do you honestly think that what's special inside of you, you won't find in somebody else? She said, where's your optimism? Where's your hope? Where's your where's your ability to dream of and manifest the things? She said, you manifested every beautiful thing in your life. And do you honestly think that your partner isn't something that you can bring to life for you too? She said, dream bigger and write every little thing that you want and require, not require, but everything that you search for in somebody's soul. Write that shit down. And it was a true exercise because as I started to write down what I was looking for, I realized that I possess the same trait. Like... I love, like, the top three traits, and of course I'm going to ask you guys to answer this question in return, but the top three traits that I look for in a partner are, besides financial stability, because I, I, I think that that goes without saying, I want somebody that can take care of themselves. And I notice I didn't say balling out of control and all that other shit, because I think that comes with the territory. You'll find somebody that has no problem spoiling you. Like, my, all my boyfriends, all my partners have spoiled me, all of them. So I think that that goes without saying. but. The top three for me absolutely have to be, my man has to be funny because I am a funny bitch. I don't take shit serious. Like, I, you have to be funny. Like, 
I'm talking about like just you got to make me laugh. We have to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to just crack jokes all night. I'm going to be able to cut the tension with I don't want to just I think that as a woman, we throw pussy at a lot of situations where your personality will get you further. <laughs> Ooh, <child. laughs> Who are we? That is a word, a message. That is a word to? and a message. So what'd you say? Jeff? So who am I talking to? so i just think honestly and i have a very big personality like i am funny as fuck and i have a very dark and witty sense of humor sometimes and yeah you you said yeah your pussy has gray hairs your coochie has gray hairs (laughs) i think that's where we started and stopped shit when there's hairs on it let's be clear because like my wax appointment is tomorrow like that's a standing appointment um but like shit i'm gonna be 83 and if pussy and if hair still grows down there my wax lady gonna have to help me up out my wheelchair and put me on the table baby it, it's wild like listen you, your wax lady got you spread eagle and y'all talking about brunch options you gotta really trust that one. listen i have talked to my therapist she my therapist is your, I mean, is your wax lady like wow no <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is talented ain't you got her from group What'd you get that special for? Listen, <laughs> listen, no, nah, she got lady, that. No, nah, she got that the to... same, no. the same way. You know how they used to have like a Taco Bell and the KFC in the same restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but we have. <laughs> yeah, we get pizza and tacos. Damn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let me get, let me get a leg and a let me get a leg and a burrito. Damn, you get your mom right and your taco and your and your, ta- your taco bay. That's crazy. Oh my God, double entendre. Don't even ask me how. Don't even bro. ask me how. But like, my wax lady has absolutely cracked jokes because she understands that, baby, you finna be all in my business. The only, like, all in my business. So she'll be like, hey, sis, was this used before you bought it to me? And I like, it'd be on some good, it'd be on some shit. <laughs> like, she said, bitch, don't be sending, don't be bringing your used coochie over here. I need 24 hours. I was like, bitch, you've got a lot of audacity. But like, it, bringing your used coochie, having relationships, pre owned coochie. And check in, y'all check the Carfax. I'm gotta listen, gotta check the Carfax at the wax, okay? But like, there's also another day, another topic for another day, of course, but there is something to be said about the intimate relationships that black women hold with the people who we get our services done. Like when like I used to get my hair barbers. done. My... Yeah, like niggas with their barbers. The bitch who does my nails. We talk about, well, I see her once a month typically, and we talk about everything. The woman who does my wax, like we are very close. Like the women, the I man who cuts her. my hair, we talk about everything. Like you are, that is a very intimate relationship. So I'm just realizing that, I say all this to say that in therapy, I have learned that I have love in abundance. And just because it's not showing up romantically does not mean that love is not existing. And I'm not constantly immersed and surrounded by people who fucking love me. And falling in love in the platonic and the and the nurturer and the mother and the daughter, sister, friend aspects of my life has helped me be a better romantic partner. Because I've started to realize that, okay... I'm going to also have to show up as a, at at some point in time, come on now, it's unrealistic to assume that there's not a point in time where you're not going to have to show up and be your nigga's mama. You're going to have to wash that nigga's clothes. You're going to have to clean up. You're going to have to baby him. You're going to have to be like, feed him soup and let him be laying your titties for a little bit. You're going to have to, like, you do assume that role as your man. Hell yeah, my nigga's friend. I don't like the game, but I'm going to watch it with you. 
we're going to talk shit about LeBron's hairline or I'm going to talk. So I'm, I'm going to find something that interests me. You're going to end up having to be that nigga's coach. I'm, I've absolutely reviewed and revised resumes and helped you come up with business plans and, and talk to you about staff and, and shit. I've, I've been a business partner. I think that when you learn how to show up as well and you put your best foot forward in those aspects of your life, you realize how often they play into your romantic side too. So I've kind of put the romantic Alex on the back burner and started showing up as the friend, sister, mother, Alex and falling in love with those aspects of my life has been the therapy and the healing for me. But that's just me. If you, if you ruin your life, don't take mine. You got me over here drifting. No, that's some good advice. Yo. Shout out to you. Cause it's, cause it's honestly. So it's like, if you build that connection and it's going to sound toxic, but it's not. Um, if you build that connection, and then it's like, and she brought pussy too. Oh, this, she done brought pussy too. This shit crazy. Like, and it's not. Hold on, look, and don't forget the mouth, please. Listen, and she and she done did the mix twist three thousand. Oh, <laughs> triple triple like, just, guac guac. You know what I'm saying? The mix twist three thousand, the guac guac seven hundred. Well, well, like, I was having. <laughs> the only the only trump we acknowledge is tiana <laughs> what is going Shout on to my state. oh hey. my god yeah man she listen she the, she the reason the sun's got superpowers <laughs> oh my God and we're oh, off, but, and we're off. I but just, like literally, no. though, I think it's I think when because like me and beloved, like beloved is one of my best friends. You feel what I'm saying? Like I hit it first. I'm confused. Uh, is that somebody's real name or is that their nickname? No, that's a that's a that's a code name. That's a code okay. name for that's a code name for my shorty. Beloved and, is Calvin's girlfriend, and she's also been my best friend of ten years. And, so oh, okay, because when you said hit it first, I was like, oh, I could see that. But then okay, it's not like that. Got it? No, it's not. Like I, that. Didn't, I didn't know like that it was Cal's girlfriend either. Okay, beloved, that's yeah, cute. So, ah, I'm fresh. You got a nickname? <laughs> I'll call mine baby boo. That's what I'd be doing when I got somebody a uh, baby boo. I mean, you know, I say baby boo you know naturally, but then I say it's the way you say baby boo. Oh, no, because yeah, that's the a, way, that's the yeah. thing. Because like B- beloved was in my vocabulary before, but then it's like when we first started. When I first started dating her, okay, and, Summer Walker never seen a love like this. Made you change the definition <laughs> of beloved. Yeah, but also, to, but to, also to, because to your relationship exactly, that and also, true. and also because again, that's. Alex is one of her best friends that she oh, so never she was feels to her. No, no, she did not. No, no, She's from no, Dayton. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Dayton. But like, Dayton, you can't yeah, say sir. the T. Dayton. Dayton. <laughs> you can't say the T. You can't. Dayton. 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 It's, like, Dayton. It's, 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 like, it's like you can't pronounce every, you pronounce every other letter in Louisville. Right. Louisville. It's not Louis, but it's like Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Um, but like, but so, and, and so she was so excited. In the Apples. And I'm, yeah, but like in order to kind of talk about it in a way, but I'm also super private in my in my romantic. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely playing with it. You feel me? So it's like to try to kind of bridge that gap. I just refer to her as beloved. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy? 
I always said that in my next relationship, I it probably would never make social media. I think I made that mistake in my last situation. No, my next one. It would never. My next, one, my next when I when I go mainstream, I'm gonna pop out. I'm like, I just gotta. I'm a. I'm gonna just pop out. I'm a Virgo. No, I mean, girl, we just love, my, like we just private. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, damn, my girl saying Jay been married four years. That wasn't his. That wasn't his dude. That was hers. Yeah, my. She's like, I'm, my goal, like, be cool, bro. Be, be cool. My, my goal. It's making a couple nah. years. Nah. I think like, I'll probably yeah. pop out with my boyfriend on our one-year anniversary. Like, after I know that this is on some solid shit. We don't confirm the fling. Like, Keep avoiding all the questions. I'm not confirming the fling. Like, I just think that. And what's crazy is I don't confirm the fling, but I do date. How do I say this? I believe in public outings with private dating. Because I'm not a, and you, baby, I, I'm not, we're going to go out. We're going to be in public. And my best dates are always like a, Monday through Wednesday is when I do my dating because everybody in the house. And like, I have some duck off spaces. <laughs> yeah, no, there was definitely a, a method to, because back when I was, you know what I'm saying, single and, and just, you know, doing my thing, there was definitely, there's definitely a method to like, because women f- don't want to feel like you're hiding them, right? Like, how, how come How come we don't, you know what I'm saying? Baby, I'm hiding you. Don't even worry about it. Or, 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 or. Don't even or, sweated. Yeah. And also, know. and also, I'm not the type of person where the, fir- the first date gonna be at my house because you could rob me. I don't oh, know I'm absolutely, if a nigga ever invites me to his house on the first date and I actually show up or you invite me to your house and I actually am just like, you know what? Depending upon the conversation beforehand, like there are a lot of nuanced factors behind that. Yeah. But if I actually put, bring my ass over there, oh, I'm robbing you. I'm leaving with something because the audacity of your cheap ass to think that this was actually, and I don't even call it a date. I kicked it with this nigga at his house. Also, there is something that is to be said about the first time that you and this nigga hang out. Because if the first time I kick it with you is at the crib, we never leave in the house again. That that's not true. I, I, that's not. Well, I, I, I get. I get that energy, but like, yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, about, like, like eight, that first night, like, just seven times out of ten, seven times out of ten, seven times out of ten. And it also depends on. It, it, there's so much nuance that it's almost a fool's errand to kind of go through it all because it could. It's, it's all vibe related and, and 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 motive and based off of like the the feel and the and the vibe and 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 all this other stuff, but like. There was definitely a method to like, I'm going to take you out, but I'm going to take you out on a spot I know no one's going to see me at. And And that is why I have a couple spots in the city. Now, I've already told y'all about Soto. You can have Soto. You can have it. Soto for the streets. Soto's for the streets now. Honestly, and the next time y'all see me in there, it'll probably be by myself. And if you see me with a young man in there, he's just my friend. Because if I told you about it on here, this podcast, I'm never going back there. Actually, no, that's not true. Why do we hide these spots? Like, Bruh, like niggas really be. No, 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 no. I'm not going to tell you that I was in there with my shorty because then the next time you see me in there, you're going to assume that who I'm in there with is a shorty. And they might not always be the case. Also, that's kind of just how Cincinnati works. Men and women are not allowed to just be friends in Cincinnati and go out to dinner. Like, if me and Calvin, it took niggas literally three years of me and Calvin's relationship for motherfuckers to understand we are just friends. Like, I had, listen, there was women who. First and foremost, Allie has blocked some women from ever shooting a shot at me. Sure and has. Clearly, clearly, God works in mysterious ways, right? Because, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at. 
but there are women who are like who were who were there are women who asked Allie permission to talk to me. Like she is like she is a, a fucking per- teacher, and she needed a permission slip sign. Like mm. literally, like like I just want to see how you know what I'm saying you and you and you and you and Diddy were because I know I know that show. I'm like she, she just looking at just like. If you ain't got enough balls to ask that nigga yourself, he don't want you. I'm telling you, because it, honestly, if I can son you, Divi, he's going to be tired of you because I'm never going to have respect for you. Bitch, I like my male friends that have women that, you know what? And I was telling this to Johnny. Shout out to Johnny, your accountant. Um, he couldn't join us tonight, guys, but he sent his love. And me and Johnny have this conversation all the time. I like women who, around my male friends, who I honestly can be like, oh, she don't take no shit. Oh, I can't walk over her. Oh, I can't be a bully. Because if you have a woman in your life, I can bully. I'm not going to respect her. And it's going to make it very hard for you to be friends with. I mean, it's going to make it's going to make our friendship harder. And I don't want that because I'm not going nowhere. Also, bitch, I will beat your ass over the men in my life. So I don't play a single game over the men in my life. Not a one. Because, again, the, the women, especially the women in my life, are kind but not nice. And also, to a person... They'll stab somebody over me. Sure, to will. a person, to so a person. No, you need to be any able woman, to shoot any, any woman who, any woman who's in my life, without exception, has offered to cut somebody on my behalf. Sure have, because women be talking to you crazy, and I'm not on it. Not in front of me, you won't. Not in front of me, you won't. But no, um, Jeff. What's up? Would you like to end us on a positive note? A positive note. You gotta give me parameters because there's many ways that we can be positive. I will say, I will say this. So, so we like to end our episode after we go into deep shit and or fuckery. We've been, we've been we up like and end, down. This has been a we've been at King's Island we've, today. We've been on all the roller coasters. <sighs> shout out, shout out to King's Island. Um, so the, all right, so at, I'll give an example because I have a positive yeah. note. I have a positive note. It is time. This is your hot boy, city boy, hot girl reminder to go get tested. Now, we glorify you know, the like condoms suck, raw is law. We glorify pull out. <laughs> <laughs> raw is law is hilarious. <laughs> pull out champions as long as Jeezy been a uh, trapper of the year. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We glorify taking the condoms off. Right, because but, condom sex is like turkey bacon, and I, I like turkey bacon though. <laughs> like, hold on, but um, y'all hit me with a lot tonight. <laughs> I like I turkey, bacon. turkey bacon, and <laughs> so I say all that to say this: it's like sex I'm sex not sex. one of the. Pe- yeah, I'm not the kind of person that shames STIs, STDs, because how can I talk about raw sex and not talk about the risk that you run with getting an STI? There's no shame in having it. There's shame in not doing something about it. And the only way to know that is to go get yourself tested. It's not scary to know what's going on with your body. It's not scary. There's no judgment in saying, you know what, my nigga, I don't feel right. I don't feel healthy. There's no shame in saying, ladies, hey, and if you're afraid, y'all can hit my inbox. Whenever anybody hits my inbox about this podcast, it is anonymous. It, it totally is because I don't believe in shame. We've all done, we all done had to swim upstream. And if you knew my secret secrets, you'd be like, oh shit, Alex, Ooh, child. There's some shit I'm taking to the grave. But some shit that I gotta die with. Okay, thugger. There's some shit I gotta die with. Listen, there, there's some things that niggas say on the internet I would lie to God about. I would lie to God about. But like, all I'm saying is, I say all that to say this. 
It's going to be a very hot summer. Niggas are already flirtatious. Niggas are horny. Y'all done been in quarantine. Some of y'all done been in quarantine for a year. Motherfuckers are ready to go get their asses licked. Okay. And I am <laughs> and I am here for all the freak girl fuck shit that y'all want to be on. But the safe and hot girl summer is not silent. So Auntie Alex done been through that, so y'all ain't gotta go through that. Go ahead and go get yourselves tested. There is no shame in it. If you need help or assistance in doing that, you just don't want to go alone. Let me know. I work from home. Buddy I will go. I buddy, listen, the accountability buddies. I will really? absolutely come to the clinic with you. Planned Parenthood still the Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati is still alive and breathing. I will take you myself. If you find yourself in a situation where you're just like, bro, I don't know what my options are. Holla at me. I will help you figure them out. The one thing that I think is absolutely ridiculous is your health declining over fucking. My nigga, we all fucking. We fucking something or somebody. And it is time for us to be and honest. If you, and if you ain't fucking it. either, then life is fucking you. Like, so. so, yeah. Like, bro, I understand. <sighs> Condoms suck. Motherfuckers don't always want to be the safest. I understand. What I do not understand is not doing what it takes in order to keep yourself safe because hot girl summer is going to last one season. Your life lasts for a lifetime. Take care of yourself. Go get fucking tested. My nigga, listen, and to my niggas specifically, just because she gets tested and comes back with no results does not fucking mean that you have a clean dick too. Go wash your dick. Go get seen about your dick. Go get to bro. We just lost. We are losing black men to colon cancer at alarming rates. We are losing black men to testicular cancer at alarming rates. You niggas don't want to use condoms. You don't want to pull out, but you don't want kids. Pick a fucking struggle. Figure something out. And you don't want vasectomies because that requires going to the doctor and they're going to STD test you for that kind of treatment. Do what you have to do to maintain the lifestyle that you want to live is all I'm asking. You want to fuck a bunch of bitches? Fuck a bunch of bitches, but just be safe about it. Also, and And, one final treatment. Hold on real quick and I'm going to let you have the floor, Calvin. Not all these bitches are worth hitting raw. Not all these, man. I'm too grown to be, I don't know. And I'll I'll say this: if and we know that sometimes, like your your quarantine wifey, your quarantine bed, and got on your nerves, mm-hmm. and y'all and y'all have been on a break, and now y'all got back together, go get tested. Go get tested. I don't you know trust I mean? a nigga for shit. I don't even even if y'all even if you think you in a monogamous relationship, go get tested. Go get tested. I'm not Just even gonna lie. <laughs> Excuse me. My last monogamous relationship, I went and got tested. That nigga was at work. I had an off day. He asked me what I was doing. I told him I was getting my nails done. My black ass was sitting right in Planned Parenthood. Don't fucking play with me. I don't trust shit. Not when it comes to maintaining my body. I get one coochie. One. That's real. I'm not, I'm not risking that shit just because I want to be out here, out here. And I don't really want to be out here, out here. So, take care, take care of your chicken. Take care of your mental. Yes. Yeah, so, Jeff. What is your uh, positive note of the day? Dang. That was, that was kind of heavy. That was a positive note. So. So, I mean, yeah, but my positive notes are typically hey, like, I'm hey. going to keep it simple. We've been stacked yes. up 2020. I am going to trust that you were saving your chicken, your ciabatta. Take that trip. In 2021, take that trip. Whatever that trip is, 
that you was hesitant. You know, you the one in your friend group that oh, I gotta see, and you like, oh yeah, that sounds good, and you gotta move shit around. Move that shit around. Take that trip in 2021. You deserve. I agree. I agree. To our wonderful host. My positive note for the week is it's okay to don't cheat to grind, but it's okay to work smarter and not harder. I think sometimes we 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 glorify overworking ourselves, working super hard, doing, you know what I'm saying, like doing things the hard way, uh, you know, not taking handouts, all types of shit. As as black men and black women, like, it's okay to take the easy way. It's okay to take the smarter way. Like I I lost out on a on an opportunity recently because I didn't put one of my one of my niggas as a reference because he technically wasn't a professional reference right and i was trying to play by the rules and trying to use an actual professional reference now my nigga was plugged in to the opportunity that i was trying to apply for and he called me afterwards he called me was like you know you didn't get in but if you put my name on it it was they would stand and that lesson to me you know i was salty i was salty but it's also it's like it's okay we often think that we got to do things a hard way to just to prove to niggas that we did it. And that's not the case. At the end of the day, if you do it and you do it right, niggas ain't going to care how it get done. You, you just do it. And so if there's an opportunity, a network, a, 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 a be nimble or, or somebody in there that's going to make your life a little bit easier, it's okay to take it. That's my positive note. So... I want to take a time out to say thank you to our guest, Mr. Jeff Williams, for coming on and speaking to us about Party Gras and Garden Party Absolutely. and Be Nimble. And do you want to tell the people, is there a wait list? Is there a way that if people haven't gotten their tickets yet, is it too late? How can people, how can people tap in with what y'all got going on? Party Gras, no Party hey. Gras, Be Nimble. How can people Meet tap people in? where they are. We are on Instagram and we like to party. Party, P-A-R. DI. Uh, we provide all updates there. You can also like find our website and sign up at we like to party.com to sign up for our waitlist as well as a uh, newsletter. Garden Party is a week of events. So we will, we, we do anticipate and look forward to the opportunity to sell more tickets. And if not for a garden party, certainly for our week of events, which is about to slap for sure. But then, secondly, as we prepare for, for Party Gras. Um, but yeah, you can find us there. And you can find me at Jeff.Dreams. Yes, and <laughs> he is on Twitter. He is single. Ladies, he's actually kind of easy on the eyes, too, guys. Just to throw that out there. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> he's not bad to look at, ladies. Um, but it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Hey. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. About the shoe, about the shoe, about to shoot my shot. Yo.